Welcome to Three for the Road. We are a weekly rundown of all things Vermont. To my left is the Green Mountain Dudes, Matt. I'm Matt. And to his left is Glow. I'm Glow. And I'm Adam. So yeah, we are a weekly podcast of all things Vermont, kind of like uh, VPR, except we don't have any... Uh, Facts. <laughs> I was going to say audio engineers. <laughs> it's been the last 30 minutes trying to get this thing working. Um, yeah, so how's it going? Good. Good. Uh, I feel relieved. <laughs> it took a while. It took a while. You're a little nervous there? I, I didn't think I was going to get it to work. I, I was going to give it like five more minutes and say, sorry, guys. Really? An oh. aging <laughs> Mac. Yeah. yeah. This Mac is going to end up in Lake Champlain, I think. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say? Nothing. Okay. I was just thinking you can recycle it. That's the way to recycle. <laughs> but there's some fish will live under it. Yeah, I mean, it's much more satisfying to just launch it as far as I can into the lake. No, I don't know. I, I, of course, I won't do that. But I know you won't. Whatever I can get. If I can get any money off it, I'll do that. But, uh, yeah, so um, at the end of our show, we're going to have uh, something kind of different. I did an interview with um, Harrison Shang. He's a the kind of the driving force behind the band, the Burlington indie band Couch Sleepers. You can hear my bumbling interview with him at the end of the show. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, so I, I messed up. I actually listened to an interview of his before I did it, and I did a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of – have you ever, like – I don't know. Maybe you guys are a little bit too older to, like, deal with this technology problem. But maybe you're, like, you're going to a meeting or something, and you Google the person before you meet them. Mm-hmm. So you know a lot about them in a way that's unnatural. Yeah. So yeah. That's, it was kind of like a first date, but like you know all this, this information about this person, but they don't know anything about you. It's very bizarre. So it's I don't of, do that. You've never done that? No, I don't. Uh-uh, I never even really thought of it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I, I guess there had to be at least once or twice that I was curious enough. Yeah, but no. in general, no. You never like check someone's Facebook page like... So no, like, uh, yeah. I don't like. You Facebook. ever Google anybody though? I mean, you know, see, they find you find out they were in prison or something. <laughs> Maybe I should next time I get a request for pet sit or something. I should should check it out. Oh first. yeah, you don't ever do. I, I guess maybe you don't Never. want to say it on the air, but yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I'm very you trusting. Just, you just want to go in blind because you don't want to have like some. Of course some not. Prejudice. Yeah. Plus, I think most people that we work for. Are, are pretty are, open books. Yeah, they're they're friends of friends or clients yeah, already friends or of friend, something. Yeah. Just, yeah, mostly referrals. referrals yeah. yeah, so you know that helps. Then I don't have to worry about googling. <laughs> anyway, stick around to the end of the show. Though you hear a terrible. Does that mean we get out early? Uh, we can if you want. I mean, okay. it's up to you, like whatever you want. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you're you're free to go at any time. Like, <laughs> If you, you want to get up and go for a walk, you're welcome to go. I don't want you to feel like you're trapped here. Okay, our third item. Where's Corey going? <laughs> well, it just looks like a boring menu here. Well, that's great. That's You're really selling the sizzle. <laughs> uh, we can't control what happens during the week. But why do we always have to, you know? What do you want, what, what do you want to talk about? We can, let's open the floor. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I want, I've been wanting to start this worst person to die, but I can't find anybody who's really bad. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. No bad people are dying? Well, I mean, Prince Philip, I mean, was he bad? He was kind of... He was kinda... a nice guy, wasn't he? Wasn't he pretty buddy-buddy with Hitler? No, with Hitler? No, he mean? was No, Did he was a Hitler? big... Uh, no, it wasn't him. No, was it? uh-uh. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Let's he was Google. a war hero. Maybe buddy-buddy is not the right word, but... He was a war hero in World War II, I think. Lord Mountbatten, was that his name? I don't know. 
Maybe I'm wrong. I'm getting people. I'm getting the English mixed up. Yeah, how yeah. old was he? He was like 95 when he or 99 yeah. when he died. 95. 99. So see exactly what I said from the beginning. What's we that? really don't deal with facts. <laughs> we have no. a lot of questions. Why do we do that? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just Google Prince Philip Nazi. <clears throat> Charles Lindbergh was. Yeah. Okay, so Prince Philip's mom saved Jews during World War II, apparently. Yeah, see. So probably not buddy buddy is it? Probably buddy buddy is not a good term. Okay, I take that, take it back. <laughs> you know, Prince Philip, rest in peace. The, the only reason I would use him for that segment, if I if if I, we had it, is because you know the royal, you know the royal family. God, I don't know. They just don't like him. I don't know. I, I don't live in England, so I mean, I don't really pay much attention to him. So. <laughs> I didn't know this dude was still alive. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> well, he was in a hospital for a couple months ago for a while. So that's I didn't, you know. You know that Queen Elizabeth is still alive, right? Oh, of course. Okay. She's, what, 95 or something, 90-something. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. she's the one that's 95. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her must, mom lived until past 100. I mean, but, they must live such a life that oh, they course. totally unaffected by the any dangers of the outside world. Well, I don't know. But I imagine it must be a lot of pressure because you're always under the limelight. You can't go anywhere without anybody, you know, recognizing you. Ugh. Well, yeah, I would you not can't want that. go out for a drink. Yeah, you can't go to the <laughs> local bar. You can't <laughs> hang out with uh, Joe Schmo down at the corner. I would love shoot to see some the, breeze. I'd love to see the Queen Mother just slugging pints of Guinness at the the local tap room. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have used it, man. The only the most. Uh, Famous person besides Prince Philip to die was DMX, and I have no idea who he is. DMX? Um, it sounds like a car. He was a rapper, wasn't he? It's a new Honda sedan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to DMX in a second. Okay. Uh, Philip's Nazi connections remains hushed up until recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, headline from the, time, the Sunday Times, the British paper. Uh, Prince Philip, a patriot with Nazis in the family. So, okay, in the family. Oh, yeah. Nazis in the family. Okay, so yeah. he wasn't like buddy-buddy with Hitler. He no. just happened to have a couple of strays. Well, he's Nazi adjacent. Um, what, was, what was the one king, Ed, Ed, Edward, who abdicated? He was a big Nazi fan. Maybe that's he what I was, was thinking of. Yes. The one who married, what's her name? Yeah, lo, you know. The American divorcee? Mm-hmm. Divorcee? Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah, he abdicated, because he, but he was a big... <laughs> fan of the of the germans no yeah i think like i said all right google that one now jeez this this is what i mean okay let's stop bringing stuff up because we're never going to get to this long list you know i heard winston churchill is a martian yeah that's what i heard (laughs) (laughs) yeah dmx he was he's a rapper he's not a car Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know that he's a bad person i mean i I didn't know anything about yeah i I think he had struggles with drugs yeah yeah i think he was like 50 when he died yeah Massive, I think he had like a massive heart attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way to go, right? Young and uh, pretty. Uh, yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's that song? Live young and pretty. Young and pretty. You want to sing? Die it? young. <laughs> uh, wait, how's Leave it a good-looking corpse. That's what Jimmy Dean said. James I mean, DMX Dean. was fifty. I mean, yeah. even like in his heyday. No, no. But uh, he wasn't like twenty-eight where all the other rock stars died. Yeah, I think he's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. It's like twenty-seven. Seven, so yeah. It's like. Kirk Cobain, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Jim Morrison. They're, See, all, they're I mean, all 27 years old. Mm-hmm. We can ramble on just about this. We don't even need any news topics. We can ramble on about whatever you want. I, <laughs> we just have to have some sort of... Some structure. Some... I am 
my or my uh whatever my type A side comes out if like there's no if there's no plan. You? Like, I hate to walk in and there's no plan. Oh, that's yes, oh that yeah. Would, well, yeah. I can understand that, but need a plan. In general, no. In general? Yeah. I like you, an itinerary. You do, huh? Well, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I do. You're the one that does it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're leaving the condo. We're going to these three places. And you're like, I'm going to somehow slip in an extra seven somewhere along the way. <laughs> three. You only, it's only one with you. As soon as I leave the house, my only mission is to get back to the house. Well, then why leave? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're making my argument for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would guess uh, my marriage would suffer. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's. <laughs> if I never want to leave the, leave the house, but I see. Yeah, as soon as I'm walking towards the car, I'm just thinking like, how soon can I get back? No, really. Usually, I but mean, what's what's here that's so inviting? Nothing. Oh, okay, <laughs> I understand that. I mean, especially now that we have our own place and you know we're owners, it's. I know. know, you know, it's amazing if you think about how many people spend <clears throat> all of their lives at a job just to pay the mortgage and they're never home because they're working a job in order to pay the mortgage. You know, it's kind of yeah. interesting. Defeats the purpose. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Might as well live in a camper. Just, and just the, other thing, the other thing yeah. is we, we are kind of a Vermont news thing. So oh, 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 we got to have oh, okay. a couple That's Vermont our, stories in there besides our, angle, our own. <laughs> I mean, like, like, you know, obviously people are really, you know, obviously this, hopefully this is no one's only news source. Or like, I think it uh, should be. <laughs> They'd be much happier. You're going to walk away from today's show going, I think Prince Philip was a Nazi. <laughs> I heard. I heard on the news. <laughs> and, and DMX was a car. Uh, Can right, Matt, we uh, you, skip to uh, We're Open, baby? You got me uh, on the edge of my seat here. What Vermont, is it? We're open. Like, we're. Oh. Like, you can go to another state and come back. You don't have to quarantine. Mm-hmm. You just have to take a test within oh, that's three days. What that is. I thought it was a new brewery. No. Oh, speaking of brewery, okay, we will ramble today. Okay. Um, speaking of breweries. <laughs> Maybe. So he, here's a statement I never thought I'd say. I think Vermont needs more breweries. What? Because yesterday, my wife and I, we went out to go have coffee, and I was doing some work, and she was reading. And then she's like, oh, let's go to a brewery. So... I don't know if I should name who they are. I guess I will. They aren't. Yeah. yeah. So we we went to so we go to Black Flannel. Mm-hmm. Uh, reservation only. Totally what? booked. You can sit at the bar if you want to. Eh, that didn't seem so appealing. Mm-mm. So then we're like, okay. So we go to First Republic, which is kind of the, what's like the closest one. They don't open till three. What? And it's like on it's a like, Saturday. Yeah, and it's like one thirty. So it's not even like. Close enough that I, we would just wait, you know? We right. wouldn't, like, go grab a coffee somewhere or something. So it's like, ah. Oh. So then we go to the ginger beer place, Halyard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Closed. Closed? You mean for good? I don't think so, but... I see there's stuff in the stores. Yeah, so I mean... Maybe they're just doing retail. I don't yeah, know. lights off, nothing in the parking lot. No, Not even a sign, like, with uh, with hours, you know? Just, okay. That sounds like and it's then closed. You got the, <laughs> yeah, I think so. And then there's a brewery right next door to it. Well, it used, used to, to be. be Farnham. Now it's another one called Weird Window or something. What? Or, yeah, it's, it's. But again, they only do curbside pickup, and they were not open until four. What? <laughs> what so, Saturday, guys? People go What's drinking at noon. <laughs> right. Exactly. Especially such a nice day, right? Right. So then we go. So then we go to um, Four Quarters. And we didn't. Even, I mean, we just knew because we went there like on a Friday at like two p.m. and they were all booked. Mm-hmm. So on the way there, my wife was checking the reservations. The next table was available at eight p.m. 
And that's just a table to drink beer. That's not even a dinner or food or anything. It's just beer. Well, good for four quarters. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but we need more breweries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you hear Burlington Beer's moving to Burlington? To yeah. actually, <laughs> to <move laughs> they're to... actually going to be in Burlington. <laughs> so they're going to be like kind of by switchback, right? Yeah, they're going to be, you could walk. Like, right. I mean, why would you? But yeah, yeah I, I, know. I, I would stay at Burlington <laughs> Beers, which switchback is not very Yeah, good. it's on our way to Bocce, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, Flynn. Flynn. in the old hardware store there. I predict a lot of post Bocce BB Co. celebrations. Oh, that's a great idea. If we win, we earned it. We haven't heard anything from Bocce League. Have you? Have you? No. I, do you nope. think they're shutting us out because we didn't participate last year? No, that, they said they specifically said they wouldn't do that. Yeah, right? that's what. But somebody else is running it now, right? Oh, as no. of last year. As of last he may already be burned out. I would. I mean, I couldn't imagine waiting for responses and all, you know. Oh, it drives no. me crazy. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, I Plus, know. I'm, I'm the most unorganized person in the world. <laughs> it would be a terrible league. Yeah, I think I'd be one of the people who would drive him crazy because I'd yeah. forget to respond or... Sometimes we get those long emails, and it's like, do I need to respond to this? This seems more like information dump, not really a discussion. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah, but it's cool. I mean, that's, that's cool that they're moving there. I wonder if that's, you know. That's, Good for us. Yeah, it's much closer. We could walk there from here. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, you could easily. Coming back up the hill might not be as easy, but right, especially after having a couple hey, Uber up the hill. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, we Uber up the hill. Because I mean, you know, like you know, they have good beer, but it's also pretty chewy. You yeah, know? chewy. Oh yeah, yeah, very thick at the bottom, like sludge. Yeah, it's like it's like with pulp. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you're having a 16 ounce beer, you drink 14 ounces because <laughs> yeah. yeah, that last gulp. Yeah. It'll kill you. It's at least five rinses to get the can. <laughs> yeah. It is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to like put your <clears throat> finger around the bottom of the glass and rub it on your gums like a, <laughs> like a Coke addict. But yeah, I mean, anytime you're drinking a Burlington beer company beer, like no matter what it is, whether it's like a stout or like a lager, it always has that that flavor, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like oh, that's BB Co. I don't yeah. know what it is, but. Don't ever make the mistake of drinking that last swig. Oh. Oh my gosh! You know, because you you hear it, it's still sloshing, so you think it's like any other beer. You can go and take a sip of it. Oh, it's murder! It's like acid going down your throat. It's like eating the worm. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Matt, you want to talk about baseball? <laughs> oh, I can leave the room now, right? Well, that's <laughs> just gonna be a short rant. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna close that window because my toes are cold. I got that that window open too in, okay. in the bedroom, so. Do you mind if I close both? No. Okay. All right. Major League Baseball pulls the All-Star game because of Georgia's laws, voting laws that they passed. Can I, can I ask you a quick question before you get into it? Yeah. So, like, the NFL All-Star game is a complete joke. Mm-hmm. The NBA All-Star game, they play, it's kind of a joke for three and a half quarters, then pride gets to them, and they then each side actually tries to win. Right. Do, do the players in the All-Star game and MLB, does it matter? It, you, they used to. They used to try to win. Um, and then a few years ago, they changed the rules that the winner, whichever league won the All-Star game, that's who had home field advantage in the World Series. Okay. So it gave, you know, if you're in first place in, when you're at the All-Star, it gives you some, you know, you, you want to win because you want to play at home. 
you know, for four games. Oh, the if, seven, if, yeah. if four out of seven. So, um, no, it's not. It, they, you know, it's not as much as it used to be. I think it's, you know, then they had the home run hitting contest. So they've moved it to Colorado. From Georgia. From Georgia. Now, my thoughts on this. They were, Atlanta was going to honor Henry Aaron, one of the greatest players ever lived. Uh, had held the uh, uh, home run all-time home home run lead and, until a cheater named Barry Bonds grew his head about four times bigger than it was. Um, so they had an option after they pulled it from Atlanta. They could have gone to either. For some reason, they, were, they had narrowed it down to Colorado or Milwaukee. Milwaukee is where Henry Aaron played much of his career. So mm. they should have sent it to Milwaukee, let them honor mm. Henry Aaron. They didn't. Because Major League Baseball is the worst, absolute worst Major League uh, sport there is. It's worst run. It's terrible. They're making all these rules to try to get younger people to watch it, and they're losing all of us, all the older people. So they're not. It's just terrible. Anyways, I wish I'd, you know... I'm kind of ambivalent about it. I don't like Georgia's laws, but I would have liked to have seen them honor Henry Aaron at his home, at, you know, where he played. So, well, I mean, baseball aside, a lot of the Georgian, the local Georgia politicians were like, "Don't pull the game because your people are losing money." You know, like right. people, people are working the game, people are earning money, so you're you're punishing the wrong people. Right. But, I mean, it's just. And he was African American, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 You think that has something to do with Georgia and all that other stuff? Well, the voting rules, the voting laws did, the way they changed them. Because oh, okay. they don't want black people voting. So okay. I understand it, but I'm kind of ambivalent about it. I don't really think it makes a big deal. Were the players going to protest? Yes. Oh, is that I what think it? that's what it... I think the players' union was ready to step up and say, we're not going to play. Mm. And so they moved it. And it's on the, and so the home run, home run hitting contest... In Colorado, it's going to be absolute crazy because it's the balls travel so far. Because the altitude? Yes. Okay. So that'll probably be the most entertaining of the That'll be fun. Yeah. So the altitude because it's thinner air? Right. Interesting. Science. I know. (laughs) But supposedly Major League Baseball has done something to the balls this week to kind of, or this year, this, this season, because they're hitting too many home runs. What? Isn't yeah. that what people want? Yeah. I know. The excitement. <laughs> exactly. The, yeah. the long ball, right? Yeah. Is it like Chicks <laughs> dig the long ball. You know. But what, what is that from? Is that from that's a from commercial? That's from a commercial okay. that had uh, Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and, and a couple other, Mike, Mark McGuire and Barry Bond. Not Barry Bonds. It wasn't him. But anyways, I, uh, I'm i getting really frustrated with baseball. It's, it was Probably besides my mother and father was my first love was mm. baseball, and it's just the way they run it. It's terrible. I mean, they're they're you know, double headers are now seven inning games. If it's a if it goes into uh, wait 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 wait, they do seven inning games. If it's a double header, so they play instead of eighteen innings, they play fourteen. In other words, they they're playing two games the same day. Right, but. I mean, that seems like a Little League kind of... Yes. Wow. But, you know, the why is because if they are trying to attract the younger generations, they don't have the patience to sit no, there that, for nine innings. That's why young people don't play golf. It takes too long. <laughs> you know? I guess. I mean, yeah. I... 
baseball is fun to watch live. Mm-hmm. Watching it on TV is pretty slow for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I love just going here to Centennial Field. By the way, is that is com- that is happening? It's right? a independent league team that's going to play here, which is good because <laughs> it's a Cape kind of a Cape Cod uh, uh, wooden bat league. Because up until kids until they get out of college, they never use wooden bats. So they have to learn how to use wooden bats. So they have these wooden bat leagues where people can go up and show that, oh, yeah, I can use a wooden bat. So it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. There'll be probably a lot of young prospects up here, which will be fun. I never know their names. I no, just, you, you know, you just go there, you have a beer and a hot dog, and you just kind of chill out. I look at the kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially the little fun things they have, you know, where the contest, uh, the hot dog, chasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait. That's right. Yeah, Mustard the- and ketchup chasing a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. The between the innings stuff is good. Yeah. I, can, I love can you bet on that? Can you bet on those? You can. If you <laughs> I think they let, they kind of cheat sometimes. Do they? They like, <laughs> tackle <laughs> the other guy. So that the fix is in. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I, I pull aside mustard and, you know, peel them yeah. off a couple bills and say, listen, take a dive. I need you to take a dive. I think they should bring back the fun sounds, too. You know, like uh, the smashing window. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's so... It's fun. See, they do the the Lake Monsters here in Burlington. They do they. It's kids. That's, that's all they care about. That's mm-hmm. why they have Champ. Mm-hmm. That's why they have between every inning. There's something going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. It should. Or twenty five cent hot dogs. Yes. Or free something or other. Yeah, yeah. They give away. They, they have giveaways and stuff. So we have so many. Like we have the hats. We have. Uh, I mean. With, can't even remember all the stuff because mm-hmm. I've gotten rid of it, but yeah, it's amazing. Have are you, are you a fan of the uh, like all the minor league teams around the country have like crazy names? Oh yeah, I love them. God, there was one, the Disco Turkeys. I never from, like South, South Carolina Disco Turkeys. <laughs> oh, I, I gotta show you the picture during the break or something. It's amazing. Hey, what's the one we went to where um, you know the dog biting the bat? Oh, that's the uh, river dogs in South Carolina. Yeah, the river. That was dogs. fun. Yeah, that was sp- South uh, Charleston. Yeah, the Yankees were there. They're not there anymore. Yeah, those minor league teams with the crazy names. That's yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Flying burritos, things like that. <laughs> what was the one on uh, the Simpsons? The God, I don't remember the inanimate objects or something. <laughs> <laughs> Carbon rods. <laughs> Isotopes. 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 That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, isotopes. Wow. Deep Simpsons knowledge. (laughs) All right, let's get going. All right, you want to talk about Vermont stuff? Yeah. I guess we can. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, Yeah, real quick, COVID update. We'll do this fast. Uh, What is it about people of color? Spots are filling up fast. Which one is it? Uh, On our our little rundown here, number three. Okay. I didn't put this on here. I didn't put it on there. I didn't put it on here. Oh, maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about the vaccine anymore. I'm sick of it, especially now that I had to be one of the 1,600 to get screwed. We've got a few stories from Bennington this week, it feels like. Yeah, Bennington seems like not a great place. It's very, very conservative. It, it should be in the Northeast Kingdom. Yeah, yeah it they should. They should trade it with Peachum or someplace like that. <laughs> you could do a trade. See, I always thought Bennington was more like Manchester. That's what I thought, too. But I guess it's a little bit more like 
It's run down. It's Manchester it with a twang or something. Yeah, Bennington used to be a very prosperous area. Has the most expensive college in this country. Yeah, I think that's what made me think that, right? Yeah. I was like, well, they got exactly. the richest college. They got the richest people. No, it's, no. What's it's, the name of the college? Vermont College? Bennington College. Bennington College. <laughs> Bennington College. <laughs> that's hard to remember. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's right there in front of you. Um, yeah. Will you ever see their campus? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it, it goes on and on. I mean, it used to be a very prosperous area, but now it might as well be in Massachusetts. <laughs> uh. All right, anyway, so yeah, so I guess the uh, the getting the vaccines to people of color is working. Um, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Okay, next. Next. Um, so, so yeah, Glenn, I know this is really going to excite you. Infrastructure. That's a joke. I don't think it's going to. I know. I was waiting <laughs> yeah. for the punchline. No, 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 no. That, that was it. Um, so, I don't know if you read either of these, but like Phil Scott's infrastructure plan. If you if you open this one and just scroll down, you can see that there's like a chart that's easy to read. It looks so lame. Like like boring. Yeah. <laughs> like give me give me something interesting. Like give me give me some light rail. Give me something that is going to be helpful for the average person but yeah so what is it what is the plan then it's, there's a lot of broadband for the northeast kingdom oh. and, and rural areas which is fine that's great yeah they, yeah i guess you know but you it's have like, to have it yeah exactly i mean to work nowadays but you basically have to have it mm-hmm. but it's hundreds of millions of dollars for like 50,000 homes i don't know this seems like a weird trade off mm-hmm. like is, yeah. it, is it really worth it maybe <laughs> maybe people start moving up there if they can get wi-fi <laughs> I thought Miami? about that. I, I, no, you but, don't want to live up there. No, I love the Northeast scene, but <laughs> no. it's pretty. I was born there. Oh, so you can say it, right? Yeah. Like you can, but your people, you can talk about your people. It's just, you know. Dreary. Yeah. What's the dreariness about it? Is it just everything's so spread out and you just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not much there. There. Yeah. I don't consider that so bad. <laughs> I like little, I'm a, I'm a city guy. He's yeah. urban. Big and city I'm not. Burlington. Yeah. Urbane. Urbane, I think. Urbane. Yeah, so I mean there's like there's some stuff for, you know, climate action plan which is pretty vague. A lot of money for stormwater retrofits. I don't even know what that is. Maybe it's necessary? Yeah. Yeah, they probably yeah. Stormwater causes a lot of pollution, so. Oh yeah, that's I right. I was just I was just hoping for like some kind of big Sexy what were you hoping for? Project. I don't know, maybe like some sort of like rail that's faster. Like that more, would be nice. Like bus buses to get places like more efficiently. I don't know. It just you know there used to be a rail right here that would take you to downtown, um, right by the co-op mm-hmm. on Flynn. Mm-hmm. That didn't last, right? Nobody took it. No. Well, I mean, if you're going from Flynn to downtown, just that's not really. Convenient. No, no, no. It's a little. F- I don't know where it started. Middlebury. Oh, no one. They were just it? trying to get the traffic. Yeah, because that's a very congested area, and they were trying to get people to use the train. Well, how long did it take? Four hours. I mean, no. I mean, they were just trying to eliminate. Tra- I mean, it was just it was a boondoggle, is what it was. It didn't work because nobody used it. Mm. I, I saw a picture just before I came up here of a some somewhere in South Korea where they had. Like the median of a highway got converted into a bike lane. I saw that. That's totally covered with solar plant panels. I right. mean, so it's shaded and it's energy efficient. Like that's what I want. Like exactly something f- future looking, not like you know. But how do you get to the middle without 
not being killed by three lanes of traffic. Well, there's probably, I mean, they probably have some system. I don't know. Like, I, didn't, I would hope. They, they got to have off-ramps, <laughs> right? They got to have bicycle off-ramps. Okay. There's bodies everywhere, sure. Yeah, the yeah. fatalities accrue, but, you know, you got to get that. But it's a great idea, away. right? Cuts back on population. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, something like that where, like, or, like, thinking, like, different ways of, like, planning cities where there's green space and things are more walkable. You know, just... I know. Yeah. Like the old-fashioned where I grew up, where everything was on every corner. Right. It just feels like Phil Scott's plan. And I'm not just, you know, dissing him, whatever. But, you know, it's like, hey, you got to get this broadband. Well, are we even going to be using broadband in a few years from now? I mean... It's going to take 10 years for those people to even know what the heck broadband is. <laughs> yeah, some of this stuff seems kind of like $90 million to create 600 rental units. What? Right. Excuse That's a lot of money. Me? What? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Well, who, who's who's living there? Who's going to be this on the lake, right? Or like their own <laughs> private island? Are they going to have like all the amenities? What? 90 What's million? What? They could build one here for $10 million. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I mean, when all, all these stories, like, there's this, there's this kind of this, like, built-in idea that, like, when you're doing something in America, like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of corruption. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we just sort of, we just all accept it. Like, well, oh, this person's going to take their cut. They're going to take their cut. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just frustrating. It's just, you know, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, like, really... They're shit. never going to get this money again. Right. They should, they got to do it right. And it doesn't sound like they're doing much. And then, like, in the little bottom corner of this chart is uh, administrative costs. It's like, oh, yeah. Always the administrative costs. Mm. Well, we'll see. I, 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 hey, if it has anything to do with the legislature, they'll fuck it up. Hey, how about we come up with ideas and uh, write to Scott? Governor Scott? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scott, Scott, I got an idea. Hey, Scott down the street. <laughs> Hey, Scott, you ever seen this picture of South Korea? Check it out. Yeah. I mean, it may not be such a bad idea. The problem is, is doing anything in Vermont. I know. Is to get permission. Get through. Somebody's going to sue you. You're going to, you know. Act 250. What what is Act 250? Can you say it to me like a dumb way just so I can understand it? It's to save land, pretty much. Like like conservation? Yes. In other words, it's it's to prevent uh, sprawl. You have to go through a hell of a lot. Just to build a building, like an, a, a commercial building. So, I mean, they're just trying to keep control of, you know. So you are uh, you are a fan of Act 250? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't. I don't know if it like often got in the way of things or. I think it's a mixed bag. Oh, I think okay. sometimes things get stopped. It slows down a lot. It slows everything down. And that's why Vermont, I guess, is still considered sort of backwater in some way. But you know, hey. Backwater. Well, not really backwater, but <laughs> Northeast backwater? Kingdom. North, uh, <laughs> Northeast Kingdom. Is now, don't get me wrong. The Northeast Kingdom is full of great people. I just don't want to live. No, there. I know. Oh, I have a National Geographic. That, of the Northeast Kingdom. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Really? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing. There's one big picture of a woman covered in blood with like a chainsaw and all these racks of meat behind her oh, or something okay. like that. Okay, you know? uh, and then that, that, that sentence became less terrifying <laughs> as, you get, as it got to the end. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's another picture of another woman. Again, it's, they're very, I mean, they're, to be honest, they're kind of like my family. I mean, they're the, they're, you know, the salt of the earth. They're the ones that, yeah. you know. Some, yeah. Someone's got to cut that meat, you know. Right. God bless it, but me. It, it, it's changed a lot. 
the last 50 years. That's mm-hmm. for sure up there. I, mean, I guess it's pretty conservative, too. Huh? Well, we'll get to that story okay. later about the St. Jay thing. Right. So, uh, and we'll talk about that. Oh, so. why can't we just do it now? I guess we could. I mean, yeah, we can okay. jump around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Jay, they voted yes to have pot shops. Narrowly. Narrowly. Because that's a very conservative little town. But the surrounding towns, like Peachum and things like that, they passed it overwhelmingly because most of the people who live there aren't from there. Exactly. They're uh, hippies. They've moved. They've gotcha. moved. That's. Yep. Yeah. Or, or some actually, uh, who's the actor that lives in Peachum? Um, you would say that. Yeah. Lewis. Uh, yeah, he's a very. <laughs> yeah, I got his face in my head. Uh, Gustav or something? Guzman. Guzman. I've talked to him a bunch of times at the airport. He's very nice. Yes. Yeah, Big seven, Yankee fan. 785 to 754, they voted in favor. That's so close. 31 votes. Because who? Uh, oh, Newport nixed it. By 20 votes. Yeah. And who? there was another one, too, that nixed it up there. Bit, Linden. Linden, which was where the college is. Hmm. Or no, that's in Lindenville. Yeah, Lindenville. Hmm. See, Lindenville is not such a hick town like Linden. We are just trashing over these kingdoms today. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> I have family all through there. I hope they're not listening. And they're all related. I mean, well, <laughs> everybody related. Yeah, in many ways. But yeah, so this story about St. St. Johnsbury legalizing weed, I think this guy nails it like halfway through. He says, I don't know how much this is going to help us because, you know, we took so long to do it. You know, it's not like. You missed the, the boat. Right. I mean, imagine Vermont had legalized weed, you know, even before Colorado did. Oh, this would be like hippie haven all, exactly. all over again. I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but it would be good you know, economy-wise, I think. I had this idea for a for a tourist uh, campaign, mm-hmm. a tourism campaign. If we had had pot, mm-hmm. breweries, yeah. distilleries. Yeah. Wineries. You know, wineries. Don't wineries. Don't forget that. You know, all sorts of things mm-hmm. to do. We could have been the capital of Nirvana. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, <laughs> come to Vermont. Please. You can get anything. <laughs> I mean, we're it's already, the Wild West. I mean, it's already the Green Mountain State. Like, right. it just it, the, the, the you know the ads write themselves. This this state takes so freaking long to do anything because the legislature is is just horrid. Are they just old people who are scared? No, no, no. Nobody can make a decision. They have to have a, a, a meeting about everything. They have oh, a, a committee. God a committee it. has to decide everything. And there's certain people that run all the committees. So wherever they fall on the side is usually how it. The committee has recommended that we should set up an advisory panel. Correct. Uh, mm. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> anyway, good for St. Johnsbury. Yep. Yeah. I mean, St. Jay. St. Jay. Also. We still have mm-hmm. to go up there because was... of Dog Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll look up there sometime. Yeah. Hey. When, oh, it's usually in October. It's Labor. La- isn't it Labor Day? Oh, it's October. It's in it's October. The they yeah, have the, the, Dog the, Day. Dog Day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go up there for you sure. You better right? like dogs, though. I mean, that's the only thing I'm telling you. He's got to be hundreds. No, it's great. Oh, no, there's, there's, there's like 30 labs jumping in the water up there. It's it's great. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. And it's a, what a great place to, to see, too. My, my wife has friends up there, so mm-hmm. we could maybe... We could, really? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll explain later. But okay. we could, uh, you know, drop her off there, go grab a pint or something, mm-hmm. and then go to Dog Day, or, or flip that order around. Whatever. Somewhere. You, know, yeah, yeah, but, you think she'll like it, though? Having all these dogs, because they're all going to be, I mean, you know, a lot of them are in control, but then, like you said. We have any problems. Though. No, we yeah. never, yeah. yeah. I think she'll be okay. It's I mean, she's, like, she's, okay. she likes dogs. Yeah, she likes dogs. Some of them are very big. Well, I don't like big dogs <laughs> jumping on me, but. Man, we never had anybody jumping on us. So. Yeah. 
Of course, if we bring Sarge. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing Sarge. <laughs> the guy starts whining us 10 minutes after he's in the car. <laughs> now, it's like, All, are we there yet? Are we there yet? All the stories I've heard about Sarge make me think that he's not a good passenger. No. No. Okay. <laughs> moving right, on. Moving on. Oh, uh, free lunches. Yep. So this, this is kind of interesting. So they, they're not going to do free lunches for kiddos because it's too expensive. I thought we just got a billion dollars from the government. <laughs> that, what, I thought it was a trillion. Didn't I say a trillion? That's, I couldn't believe when I no, said trillion. No, we didn't trillion. get a trillion. Yeah, we what got a billion. What was that first story? No, no, it was two, oh, two trillion from for, the, the government. For, for everybody. everybody. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, going to yeah, say, yeah. woohoo. So, Vermont got a billion out of it. <laughs> if Vermont got two trillion, they'd stuff <laughs> 1.9 trillion away somewhere and then yeah, yeah. and then cry poor for the next couple of years. Hey, that's a Yankee again. So who was paying for these free lunches? I don't know. So the, the agency of education said, "No, we're not going to do it anymore." Or you know, they're going to have, they're going to do free across the board. So there was no stigma attached to it. I don't know how it was when you were growing up, but like, we had like the regular lunch line, and then like the free and reduced lunch line. So the kids had to go there. Oh, that's sad. Well, I, I mean, I didn't ever really think about it. I don't think we were all we weren't like, oh, look at that kid. But maybe they felt like that, you know. After I mean, my father died, we got free lunches. Yeah, because we couldn't. My mother. Oh no, we paid. Mm-hmm. A discount? No, maybe I don't know. But anyways, we used to have to go to the lunchroom on Monday morning to get our free ticket for the week. Oh. So we didn't have a separate line at lunch. Okay. Oh, that's better. But I tell you the thing about the the group, and I hear people complain about giving kids free lunches, and I want to slap them because it was the one. It was one thing my mother didn't have to worry about. Yeah. She had five kids. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to worry about paying for our lunch every week, which took a big load off. And of getting life. it all prepared, right. and you know, caring and that stuff. And it's like shockingly depressing when you hear about how many kids are just like food insecure, right? You know, like mm-hmm. their only meal of the day might be their school lunch. Right. Oh man, that's sad. Yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. like this. I don't. This is bad. So their solution that what this lady came up with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kruger, she was, oh, so what we're going to do is have free breakfast because it's cheaper. That makes sense. And then this way they start the day already with a meal. Well, they say it's the most important meal of the day. That's what they say, but I, I wonder what they this, are. Yeah, they. But what do you think their, this breakfast is going to be? I'm guessing it's going to be... Eggs, e- I hope. Well, I was going to say eggos and oh, syrup, you know, like... Yeah, it would be, it would be fake eggs. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> Turkey sausage. All right, these kids aren't getting like, you know, uh, melon and... Uh, what is that? Meat that like Italians eat. Presunto, the... presunto, yeah, or prosciutto, that, you know? or so it's pronounced differently. No, yeah, you nailed it. You got it. <laughs> but they're not getting that. They're not getting like uh, eggs, probably or like granola. It's probably just some carby crap Fruit they can burp through. Yeah, in those little boxes. Yeah, depressing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that cafeteria. is sad though. I mean, yeah. I'm glad they're giving them something, but. You know, if I'd got a free lunch, I would have been hungry at noon. Still, I mean, free free breakfast. Yeah, that's another thing, right? I mean, you're gonna burn through that pretty quickly. I mean, but you can always make a peanut butter sandwich and bring it with you. I guess so. It doesn't yeah. cost that much, unless you're struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Speaking of schools, there are no gonna be no more police officers at Burlington. No more police officers at Burlington schools. They got rid of the, uh, the resource officers. Resource officers, and they're gonna replace them with. Maybe. Moms. <laughs> That's, That's what, what we, we had. had. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my mother was there. My mother worked there. <laughs> yeah. 
they were. They were hall monitors. If you were out of class when you weren't supposed to be, you better have a gold pass like I did for being an honor student. <laughs> wow, just slipped that one right in there. <laughs> so your your mothers were hall monitors. Not my mother, but no, maybe no, his no, mother. No, my mother actually. No, my mother was, was in a, a factory. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my mother was a gray lady. What's a gray lady? It's if you got sick, you went to the gray lady. It was a, nurse? a mom. Oh. They're all moms, but they, you know, they, you didn't they have checked a your temperature. No, it was free. You know, they, they couldn't afford it. Oh, wow. So they had uh, volunteer mothers who you'd go in there, and if you were sick and you got a, you know had a fever or whatever, you you got a place to lay down, and then they would call your parents and have somebody come pick you up. Okay. Oh. I, mean, they're, I mean, mostly when kids are sick, they're not really – they're just, you know, it's not that big of a deal, right? They're, they're like, mostly faking. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you want to have the scariest gray lady possible. Like, I don't want to go see her. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, my girlfriend's going to gym. Oh, I have my period. Can't have gym. I'm like, bullshit. Third time this what month. Need, I, <laughs> not only that. So what? I have my period all the time. <laughs> all the time. I, I mean, <laughs> all the time. I would not miss gym for the world. That was like my favorite. Gym and art. Hmm. And then math. It makes, I mean, that makes sense from what I know of you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is she over me. there? Yeah, she just licked me. Um, Should we introduce Lupe? Uh, no, I don't think we have a mic for her. <laughs> <laughs> she's not very talkative anyway. No. no. She's not a barker. Um, let's see. Maybe let's skip this sexual violence thing. Good, good, good. There's a lot of sexual violence. It's a problem. Okay, uh, next. <laughs> Bottle bill. He has the bottle bill. I don't know. I kind of. I thought you might have an opinion on this. So they're adding new bottles to the like you know like the deposit. Like when you return a bottle, you get money back. Yeah. Now it's going to be what? It used to be five cents, and now it's going to be what? Well, they're not adding more money. They're adding more uh, different things. Containers. Containers. Oh, good. So like single use water bottles um, and sports drinks. Like, like, a, like a Gatorade bottle, so... Because that, I think, is even in other states, if I remember... Like, I think New Jersey had that. Yeah, I, I kind of thought they were already <laughs> on the list, but I guess not. Wait, I take that back. Never mind. It wasn't New Jersey. It was somewhere else. But anyway, yeah. So um, I guess the group who wants that those things added say that it would, uh, re- it would reduce fracking because they wouldn't need to be producing more plastic. They'd just mm-hmm. be reusing it, so that's a good thing. And then mm-hmm. business groups are against it because they said it would be too expensive. Too expensive? To do what? Change to, the label? To recycle. I guess to recycle. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. Well, all uh, the hobos will be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there goes Republican Matt railing on the hobos. <laughs> no, we have some very nice people. Very We're coming nice. in our bottles. We have the loveliest yeah, yeah. hobos. Yeah, we do, we do. We have great hobos. <laughs> Our hobos, <laughs> top notch. Now those hobos in the Northeast Kingdom, I don't know, not so good. <laughs> but anyway, the one, one interesting thing about the story is that, like the way it starts, they, they, how do I explain it? Like, so people would get a phone call, and it would be like, "Hi, I'm from, I'm for, I'm from Vermonters for Recycling. I'm connecting you to your representative." And then suddenly the phone would ring, and then suddenly you're talking to like a state representative. You're like what? Like so they're trying to like force you to like complain about this uh, they was, want you to talk to their reps yeah, and like, they want they want to get and they're making it seem like a lot of people are calling the representatives 
So this is some scam? Yeah. Who's like running this scam? A Vermonters for recycling. But wait a minute. Let's let's back up a little bit here. We have to recycle those bottles anyway. So how could they use that as the excuse? Because one way or another, whether you get five cents back or not, it's going to be recycled. something. It's got to be recycled in one way or another. Although, of course, not with our neighbors who just dump it in the garbage, but. Uh, so, yeah, business groups who oppose the law say that expanding the returnable law would cost Vermonters more and would increase the burden on the state's recycling processors. That makes no sense. Recycling already yields few opportunities for reuse of materials, they argue, and the bill would make that process more expensive. You know, we just have to figure out what to do with all this stuff. We can't ship it to China anymore. They don't want it. Uh, Got to stop dumping it in the middle of the ocean somewhere. I mean, recycling is such we a get... scam. Well, it started out as a really good idea, and it still is. But it's got a lot of kinks. You know what it is? It's because it's a great idea, but hey, it it's never easy. You know, it's not ever a free lunch. Mm-hmm. Recycling is a. It could be a, like I've said before, a very dirty industry. It's. I, don't, I mean, I I think it's when you say it's not easy. I feel like it's not easy as a consumer. Like when I was living in, I hate to always compare it to South Korea, but it, in some ways they had it. Be, they had better ideas. Like every apartment complex had like a very clearly marked like these are for bottles, these are for like you know cardboard, these are for and, and everyone everyone followed the rules. See, we used to have that here. Yeah. Nobody, but probably me, followed those rules. Yeah, I didn't. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I would go to the recycling. And I actually had different buckets for different color glass, mm-hmm. even different kind of metal. I mean, it was everything, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, cardboard. And it was all divided up before I got there. I'd get there and I look in a bin, white glass with the brown glass with the green glass, you know what I mean? And I mean, and even though there was like somebody there, it, you know, people, they like watch for him to turn his back. And it's like so hard for them to like separate it out i mean i can see when it was 20 below but then again i wouldn't go on a 20 below i think it's one of those things like if you're if everyone around you is doing it you're more likely to do it if no one around you is doing it you're not gonna do do you let me ask you a question in in south korea do you see a lot of trash on the roads and around um it's it's hard to answer because it really depends where you are. Yeah, I mean, even like from neighborhood to neighborhood in like a major city, mm-hmm. uh, but not really. I mean, not anything like my hometown in Florida. Really? <laughs> well, are yeah. you serious? Oh yeah, like people, people didn't like go around picking it up. They didn't have Earth Day on May, the first Saturday on May in Florida. I feel like it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we don't celebrate Earth Day. No, I feel like it was cleaner when I was growing up, but whenever whenever I go back to visit. You know, I'll turn onto a road and then, like, the whole, like, bike lane is just covered with, like, broken glass and, like, newspaper. Ah, I mean, like, I saw look, that this morning. It just looks terrible. I'm like, I mean, obviously, I'm driving. I'm not going to stop and pick it all up. I don't even have the equipment to do it. But it's pretty bad. Mm. And so there's nothing. I've never seen anything like that um, in in South Korea. But, there, you know, there are some back roads where there might be some trash. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, a lot more vomit. In here, <laughs> they drink a little more. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. great. So, yeah. Well, so is there also like a smell of urine everywhere? 
Not, I mean, you're not so much. I mean, in the subway stations, there is because yeah, that's, 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 that's where the hobos live, Matt. <laughs> a lot of them are in the subway stations, and you know, they're you know, pissing on the tracks, not on the tracks, but because you need to like use a token to get to the tracks. Oh, right, they're just kind of like in the uh, the upper level, you know, before buying a ticket, right, to stay out of the sun or to like stay warmer when it's cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I was just asking because we were walking this morning. We went for a morning walk. I just noticed a little more trash out there lately. Because, well, it's after Sunday night. There's beer cans. And Saturday night, you Saturday. mean? I said after. So, oh, yeah, after yeah. Saturday. So yeah, yeah. After Saturday, uh, you know, you got a bunch of students just throwing shit all over the place. Yeah, I think it's like it's the first weekend to really be out, mm-hmm. you know, and excited. They were and- out. But that's always what I'm always bitching about here, too, where we live. It's like if you let one person start to get away with it, well, we don't have to explain, right? I mean... I don't think it's that bad here. I'm no, not no, saying no, it is. I'm not I saying just, that. There but... are places in Vermont that are bad, just like South Korea. <laughs> you know, you see a lot of trash. I don't get, like, the... You know, you'll be walking down this street, and you'll see just, like, a beer can, like, in the grass. Mm-hmm. It's like... Was someone, some idiot just walking and they finished it and just dropped it? Yeah, yep. probably. Or tossed it out the car. I, even like at my uh, worst. worst. Yeah, you know, even, <laughs> my, even when I was like the worst version of myself, like in my early 20s, I would never litter. I mean, that's like. Me too. I like, never littered. Well, like, I mean, that's way too I pick far. up litter. <laughs> You're the anti-litter. Even when we walk dogs. I bring a bucket with me out to the cornfield, and there's all kinds of litter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, it's, I've been well, it's broken been a, glass. It's been there for 80 years. Well, so yeah. They keep, they keep Found horseshoes, yeah. too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. People stole it. I mean, not. So, I leave it for Jacques, who makes those cairns, and uh, they disappeared. People took them. You sure it's not Jacques? I talked to him. Oh, he oh. said, yeah. Uh, you know, I, because I showed him the one I did still manage that somebody left there, you know, not take it. Mm-hmm. So I think the worst pollution problem as far as something similar to this in Burlington is dog shit. Oh, people do not clean up their dogs, especially in the winter. Yep. Uh, if you go down College Street uh, in, the, in the old uh, block where the, the Y was it, in the middle of the winter, once... Th- Everything starts melting. There's dog shit everywhere. Oh. And it's like, come on. So do you think it's because people feel like they're too good for it? Yep. Or they, they just forget the bag? Nope. And like, no, oh. no, they're lazy. No. Because it's the same. You can see yeah. it's the same dogs. They have the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The same size, <laughs> same color. Well, they do this. They, they do it on the uh, golf course. Nope. Even worse. The, the golf course, the Burlington Country Club, we love the Burlington Country Club because they let us go out there with our dogs in the wintertime. But people, I saw it more and more this year, this this past winter. Yeah. Um, Do they even like kick some snow on top of it to make it at least a No, not even that. Not even that. No, it's they're a They're out there skiing, cross-country skiing. They're dogs. They don't want to stop. No, they're not. Oh, they're not right, there okay. for the dog. They're not walking their dog. They're really out there for themselves, and the dog just happens to be the accessory. Along with his poop. <laughs> okay, but that kind of makes sense. If you're, if you're like, I mean, if you're on skis, it's probably hard to. No, not really. Not no? if you really want to. Okay. And that's not it. a very. I mean, that a little bit of a hill, but that's not a giant hill. I guess that's you could easy wear a, to like back a up. Backpack or a hip pouch and throw it in there. Or well, something. same way with East Woods, though. Yeah. It's a, another UVM place. It's a beautiful area. 
Oh, there are nobody. Nobody carries I mean, a bag in that place. No. You never see anybody carrying a, a bag of, of dog timers. shit. A lot of when old they timers. They bring their dogs out and they just shit all over the place. They remember when that 189, that cut through. Mm-hmm. That Eastwoods was a huge piece of property. And according to one person that still walks there and never picks up his dog stuff, um, he said it was all the way to Christ the King School at one time. He used to take his horse to school. He's like 80-something years old. And, matter of fact, and it's that, I can't remember the name of the street. Anyway, it's by Rice High School is where he lives. And that is, you know, his uh, family had horses. Now, if I'm riding a horse and the horse does... Better get a big bag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, see, that's enough. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, on the street, I hope you would. I mean, they have that in cities, don't they? They have it in Manhattan with those carriage rides. They got to have somebody picking up the poop along the don't way. They have, uh, don't oh, they no, wear diapers? Wait, they, have, they have like a diaper. That's right. They have like a little. What? I what think... the horse diaper. <laughs> the, the horses that do like the carriage rides and like in Manhattan they have diapers I don't I, I don't know are you making this up I can't remember <laughs> I don't know I've never had i never been on I one of those I think carriage rides are stupid they're dumb <laughs> you freeze your ass off I did it once and I was like not nice. in Manhattan all the way up here in Vermont that was really stupid any of those like um, touristy gimmick ride mm-hmm. things like I'm, I always think of like Venice the gondolas yeah you look at people in the carriage, look at people in the gondola, they're never having a great time. No, they feel uncomfortable because <laughs> you're all staring exactly. at them. Exactly. They all look miserable and awkward. And maybe there's one, maybe maybe like dad is really living it up. Like, come on, come on. And that's it. The yeah, rest yeah. of the family miserable. Well, they're in a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. <laughs> I love Venice, but yeah, I think it's sinking even more, isn't it? Good. It's is really it? bad. <laughs> Keep going, Venice. <laughs> What a, what a dump. I love it. The Springfield, Massachusetts of Europe. I love the mazes. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, yeah, then it does have a little bit of charm. Like when you, you can kind of like get lost and oh yeah, like open a random door and you're like, oh, it's the most beautiful church I've ever seen in my life in here. And there was like, uh, there's a, uh, the Jewish section there that was, um, you know, during World War II. They actually fenced these people in and they still have the gates. They have the, the bars there on the side. And... So I went on, I went into the synagogue where they explained that this was like the lower class Jews. So they were fenced in. But the, I'm not sure what they call the ones that are like Portuguese and, and um, Spanish, because they're more Catholicized. And we went into their synagogue, and their synagogue was almost already like a mix of the two. It wasn't, you know, I can't remember what it was, but there was a, a, a difference. Hmm. And they were all, see, because they were already a little bit less Jewish, I guess, in their in the Nazis' eyes, they were okay to wander around outside of the gate. Oh, okay. So a little bit of Catholicism is, it will goes, goes a long, long way. way. Right. <laughs> it's good to know. If you're ever in a pinch, just <laughs> grab a little Catholicism. I'll have a little Catholicism, please. <laughs> the light. I'll have Catholicism light. I just need enough so Prince Philip doesn't come after right. me. Uh, do you guys want to take a break? Yep. We're about 55 minutes in. Okay. Okay, let's take a break. Okay. All right. Okay, so our first track this week is from Jericho's own Isabel Pless. Uh, this is her song, Burnout. It's sad, it's witty, uh, but it's 100% relatable. 
I think this is perfect music for staring out of a window on a long car ride. Flashback to skipping my classes and pacing my floor. I loved a blonde boy in high school, but not anymore. Now I plan out my life with every guy in the grocery store. Who looks my age or looks my way? And I smoke out the window when my parents are home. Leave a light on at night if I'm sleeping alone. And my mailbox is full, but no one calls my phone anyway. St. Albans, I guess, is redoing their downtown. And they, I, I put this here because I didn't understand what it meant. I don't understand what a market rate apartment is. Mm, I don't know what that is. That means you're going to pay through the nose for it, market rate. Market, well, right? yeah, it's supposed to be. I, I read this article, and I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking, because I saw that thing where you said, what's the market yeah. rate? And then I saw the market rate, which is, yeah, I, I mean, this is supposed to be affordable housing. Uh-huh. Well, the rent wasn't crazy, twelve twenty-five oh. to sixteen hundred a month for the rent, that's including rent, most right? utilities, internet, and parking spots. So I'm yeah. really confused. And if that's market rate, does that mean that all these other inf- they're just inflated, greedy landlords? That well, this have- is well, 
This is St. Albans too. Oh, that's it's not true. Burlington. That's true. I forgot. Forgot. Okay. I mean, twelve. If if you were if if, if you were a couple <laughs> in twelve twenty five and you got all everything paid for, with a sp- parking spot, internet, and utilities, that's not bad here. No, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. But I I guess this this article was interesting because the the developer Grant Butterfield, whoever mm-hmm. that is, his his whole thing is like. Um, the the city needs to come together with developers to make these things happen. You know, it's it's there's no it's not worth enough for someone to come over and just read like knock down a building and redo it. Mm-hmm. There's no money in that. Not enough money apparently, which I thought to be kind of surprising because unless the state is using the federal money, just you know, I guess then somebody's gonna make money. Yeah, I mean, isn't like I mean, if you put up a building in downtown, you're gonna make money, right? You it might think. take you some time, but you have to. Right. I mean, you have to be Jared Kushner not to make money on like a yeah. <laughs> giant yeah, piece yeah. of real estate. Yeah. All right. So uh, this next one definitely caught my eye. The uh, the wild wine owner Zappa Wines. Did you ever hear? I never I've heard never of it. Heard of this one. <laughs> so so apparently this woman is like uh, she's kind of a big deal because she's she's young. She's African American. She's uh, I think she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she's under all kinds of fire because all, so let me back up. So she's this really successful winemaker in Burlington, mm-hmm. uh, Krista Scruggs, and she's got Zappa wines. And she's like, I mean, she's like it, you know, like she's like, you know, she's got she's, a lot of awards. She's on the Today award. Show. Yeah. Bon appetit. Yep. So now. All these women are coming out to saying that she sexually harassed them. <laughs> wow. But all these women are also connected to like another winery. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. It's always something. So, yeah. So, one woman who I guess this, so I guess this Zappa woman, she studied under someone else at a different winery, and now she's coming out and saying, well, you know, she was inappropriate. Like doing stuff like ripping off, ripping open a woman's like, like button down shirt and saying like, you should be proud of what you got or something. Oh, like that's not good. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> imagine you and I do that. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you know, right we would have been in jail that day. Oh, right in the paddy wagon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but also it's unclear the situation. It kind of seemed like maybe it was just like four or five people having wine after hours, and they're goofing around. Maybe makes it a little bit different than a little bit. A little bit. You I still can't know. do that. Stuff. I guess yeah, even if you're drinking wine. But don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if women are close, they're like touching each other's bodies is not really as big of a deal as if you or I did it, right? right? I don't know. But yeah, so obviously not a good thing. But yeah, that's what's going I, I, on. What she did say. She's denying that she committed any wrongdoing. At the same time, she apologized to any individual who I have harmed and said she has been inconsiderate and thoughtless. I didn't do anything, but I'm sorry. (laughs) It's like, I'm not guilty, but... (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so she probably did something. It's probably been a little bit exaggerated. Mm -hmm. And yeah, who knew the the wine game was so grimy in Vermont? Oh, boy, it's scary. Seedy underbelly. (laughs) Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, there's been an increased interest in divorce in Vermont. Really? 
If you were to guess when divorce season was, what would you guess divorce season is? Uh, jeez. The uh, fall. The fall? Why, I would why say this, the fall. Okay, go ahead. Because uh, you're heading into winter and things are already looking bleak as it is. <laughs> I would say the spring because you've already been in winter. <laughs> and it's tax time and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's um it's like February March. Is it? Because it's like you just so it's made, still winter. Well, I think it's like you know if you're, well, let me, if a person is going to get divorced, mm-hmm. you probably don't want to do it right around the holidays. You know, you probably want to do it either well before, Correct. or after. So definitely not December, but a couple right. months later, I've had it. Right. Let's just get through the holidays. Let's hold it together for the mm-hmm. kids. Your family's coming. But Let's it, just pretend. This, this story has a lot of, about mediation. Has become mm. a big thing, yeah. Because the courts are not doing anything, so people are having their you know divorces mediated, yeah. Probably and to keep it friendly and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and probably cheaper in the long. Well, I guess it would depend on <laughs> yeah. who's who's yeah. winning out in that situation. But yeah, just an increase in interest in divorce, like mm-hmm. not actual divorces because they can't measure that yet. They don't have the data, but yeah, they're saying like yeah, we're getting more calls. Um, another business that's booming. The granite headstone business in Barrie. Yep. That's Great amazing. to see that come back. Yeah. I've been there. It's kind of neat. You get to see the place. You know, you get to see them actually cutting up the tombstones. and supposed to be the best <clears throat> granite in the world or some of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this is in Barrie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So when, when was bury like the center of the granite universe like 50 years ago 100 years ago probably 100 years ago 100 years ago yeah, I was early not... 1900s it says granite center of the world early 1900s okay so it was the largest quarrier and manufacturer of granite products in north america that's no longer the case but the granite industry is still central to the town's identity that's for sure it's pretty cool though too you get to see you know the the pits where they're the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where well, the people are buried. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's in New Jersey. <laughs> that's, 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 the quarries. The quarries. Yeah, yeah the quarries. you're looking right straight down into. Look, seems like the center of the earth. So you're down there working in the quarry. You're probably making pretty good money, right? I would think it's rough it's work. Crazy. Yeah, right. It's brutal work. Yeah, but it, it was all Italians and stuff back in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Uh, families probably, you know. You were born into a granite family, and it's not, this is what this company sounds like. Son of a granite man. Yep. I'm surprised, though, that Tombstones is booming because a lot of people are now are getting cremated. And although your friend who got cremated, there was still, it wasn't a tombstone, but it was like a little marking. It was a little, a little thing yeah, on the ground. People still like to have a marking. But. Yeah. If they put her ashes there, which that doesn't make sense to me either, though. But yeah. I. Well, in this story, they said that the um, the increase because they, they said, well, it's 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 COVID, we think, but not because so many people are dying, because people are just maybe more aware of their mortality. Hmm. So they're getting their tombstone prepared now. I guess. I mean, you don't want someone else writing it, right? <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah, it's like your eulogy. I'm thinking maybe we should all write our own. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. But you got to, like, really blow it out, you know? It's got to be, like, exaggerated. Right. <laughs> I've already got mine, but I can't mention it on this show. Okay. okay. You do? Yeah. 
Wow. You didn't tell me? Was that about the blowjobs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just did. Okay, well. Because uh, you know, to be, I was never famous. In oh, life. In life. So but when I'm dead, <laughs> if, if I had a tombstone that said I never had a bad blowjob, there you go. People would come from miles no, to get their picture taken. Yeah. It, right? It's just Am like, I right? Yeah like, I, okay, the, yeah, like the statue of Lucille Ball. Right. Oh. They put it. In Jamestown, uh, New York. And that's where she's from. And there's even a little, like this really cute museum. It's more like a storefront. But it's, and so somebody, an artist, came up with this statue of Lucia Ball, and it was the ugliest thing. People were just in arms about this. It's terrible. But it brought all these people from all over the place just Mm -hmm. to say they got to see it, you know, and Mm -hmm. take a picture with it. So, but it got so ugly, though, that they finally just got rid of the statue. They shouldn't have had, though, because it was, you know, a draw. You know, let's go see this ugly statue of Lucille Ball. Well, people will do, you know. It's kind of funny. Although, the cemetery we've talked about. Hope Cemetery. Hope Cemetery and Barry, I mentioned this. They bring tour buses in there. Right. I mean, it's because the Italian, and I wasn't just Italian. I think it was uh, some Nordic people too that they carved the most beautiful tombstones they carved their own like it'll be a, like a car or something yeah is can you put anything you want like could you because your blowjob comment it would probably never fly because i don't mean, think so i don't know maybe. I don't, maybe i mean and then could we like could you put a statue to like represent it <laughs> like, yeah yeah I, I what? I like just, a very large no, saying, penis or something what? i'm just saying like <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's like a sensor for like headstones. I never thought about yeah, it before. Headstone sensor. That's a job. <laughs> Go around cemeteries and say, "Hey, you're a guy." Well, I mean, you gotta submit it to someone. Like, would like the mm-hmm. Barry Granite Man be like, "I'm not carving that," right. or or would they like giggle and happily do it? You know, I wonder if there is a. If I guess a line. It, I guess if they would probably do it if it, as long as it wasn't in the Hope Cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because that's now uh, historical, a Hope Cemetery. And Barry is a very conservative town. Oh, anyway. yeah. It's very yeah. rednecky, blue collar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> feature prominently in the scumbag map. <laughs> uh, so, Glow, to get back to what you're saying, so between one third and one half of Americans who die are buried. No kidding. So it's pretty less lower than I expected. Uh, you thought, you I thought you that high? was high, yeah. 30 to 50%? Yeah. Yeah, because at one time, everybody, you wouldn't even think about especially if you're Catholic. I don't know about other religions, but not, you wouldn't, uh, what's the word again? Where you burn them all up, incinerate them? <laughs> cremation. Cremation. I think they say, burn them all up. <laughs> my mother was a huge Catholic. She was cremated. She was? Yes. Oh. Well, my parents were too, but they're not. <laughs> I thought it was you know much. those ashes in the back? I know, I know. Right. <laughs> he actually, no, I thought that was from the charcoal yeah, was. barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's higher than I thought. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. But They're you did. Okay. That's right. You did put his mom's ashes back there. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to have like a little ceremony. Next thing he comes up with the empty thing. And I'm like, well, where's your mom? <laughs> She's like, my brother. Hmm? He's in I the still closet. have my brother. His ashes. You do? Yes. Where? They're in my room. In the, my, in your my little... dresser. Hmm. My secret dresser. What are you going to do with them? I mean, I'm going to take him over to um, one of the ballparks. No, I already took. I already took. I already buried I him in the, in the, Yankee, the old, not the middle Yankee Stadium. I mean, 
this was in 2006, 2007, I took some of his ashes and put them in the, the Monument Park at Yankee Stadium. Under, Which is not under there. Whitey Ford's plaque, because that was his hero mm. when he was a kid. So. Cool. Yeah. No, is Monument Park still there? No, not that one. The no. whole stadium's gone. Oh, they I know. They built a new stadium. Mm. They took the, the monuments and stuff mm. and moved over to the new stadium. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. All right, move on. All right, moving on. Uh, any interest in this Bennington couple being harassed for being <laughs> interracial? I read this story, and it was a little... had mixed feelings about it. I think the cops are really bad down there. Of course. But I don't think this guy's very nice either. Well, it's like if everywhere you go, people are trying to run you out of town. Right. Like, you also might want to look in the mirror. <laughs> but but yeah, like they pulled him over like 12 times in 22 days. That's also excessive. Yes. Yeah. That's that's crazy excessive. Yeah. They have plenty of other people they could go after down there. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, all the locals are riding around with these loud cars like he used to get stopped for because he had a muffler problem or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all over the place down there. But they don't stop them, probably. Yeah. Like right. our friend just never stopped at the railroad tracks. You know, she heard a train. She still kept going. <laughs> I mean, it's like lawless almost. But apparently these cops are like publishing their personal information and like. That's is wrong. Yeah. They, yeah. I probably wouldn't like this guy, but the cops are really bad down there. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. This dude is probably not the the nicest of dudes, and probably I'm guessing not the easiest person to deal with. Right. So, I, so somebody's got to look at the police down there. Agreed. I'm right, Matt. We got some small town principal beef. Yeah. What is this deal? <laughs> so, uh, this is the. It's kind of a confusing story, but because it doesn't really tell you what the whole thing is until the end. But this guy, um, this is in Bellows Falls. Yes, you know where Bellows Falls is. I do. Is it by Bristol? It's by um, oh, it's White it's River it's... Junction. No, I think. <laughs> what? What do you mean? It's down. It's almost the is Massachusetts it... border. That's what I'm saying, but it is further. White South. River Junction's an hour and a half from the border. But I mean, it's south. Yeah, I was just yeah it's, down, say, it's down. It's down ninety one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's down further near, south. It's down near Brattleboro, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, or the other it's side. It's kind of like almost or in closer between. To, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's in between Brattleboro and Bennington. There's a group, um, the Twelve Tribes of Israel, the ones that yeah. also own the shoe store here, mm-hmm. the ones that got in trouble for beating their kids. It was a cult. It. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They. I went there to get. Uh, Celtic salt because at the time it was <laughs> this, this, this story so far is just a lot of, I'm pretty confused but <laughs> we haven't got to the, super, the superintendent yet that's okay go ahead Celtic salt on Bellas Falls like it's like, well, again our show has no facts we so don't. you went to a cult to get some Celtic salt yes okay and the women were all dressed <laughs> like it was the 1800s uh-huh. long dresses yep. the whole you know, and they got in trouble for beating their kids and shit. Yeah, because corporal the, punishment. Uh, the other place they lived at another island pond, was it? Yes, and that's where they got in trouble. Yeah. But and then at, you know, Muddy Waters downtown, that was built by this group. The but inside, the whole used you to be know, a shoe store. It was a shoe store. They at made time. shoes. They're very oh. um. Oh, what's the word? Eighteen forty-ish. Well, yeah, but I mean also uh, industrious. What's their skill? I feel like a good cult got to have a good skill. Making shoes. I don't know if they actually no, made them, yeah, but I they did put the inside of the muddy waters like an old barn. Mm-hmm. You know, they took a barn down and they put, it, and they did the same thing in Bell's Falls. There's one down there like that too. 
I really don't know what they were into, but... Why did you go there for salt? At the time, it wasn't as easy to find it, and I still have a bag, actually. It's, well, it's a, a Celtic salt is the way... You know, it's not refined, so all the minerals are still in it. It's kind of... And, and actually, they have another group. They, they're all over the world, actually. And they have a group in France, and in and, and France, this is... They, um, you know, lay out sea water and let it dry in the sun, and that's salt. If you want to look at it, it's grayish. It's actually just, kind of moist. I was just curious why they had it instead of I know, anywhere like else. Anywhere, like any store or uh-huh. anything. Because um, they're well, 1840-ish. Okay. Well, okay. They're, and they're really into, you know, health food. They don't eat. I'm not even sure if they're vegetarian. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. but And they're like uh, Mormons. You know, and not Mormons. What's the other group? Mennonites. Mennonites. All right. Okay. But not not Let's that. The but they look like if you were to see them. But they they don't have same garb. No. Like Mennonites wear the same exact thing. This group was like you know they went to Goodwill and they it's just like got old the old dresses that nobody else wants. Okay. Aren't they like old hippies? Oh yeah. Are they a good time? No. No. Okay. But they invited me in. I called and they. Brought me in. I went into the kitchen. Salt ladies here. Yeah. I love doing stuff like that. That was always so much fun to explore, like, these weird, out-of-the-way. Glad you didn't get apprehended by them and turned into a cult, you know, as one of the cult members. Are you kidding? They throw me out in no time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm way too vocal. We need members, but not that bad. (laughs) First of all, it's hot in those dresses. (laughs) So, so this uh, school principal will be it's a little bit confusing, but a the superintendent has taken out a no trespassing order against the school director because the director got into a violent altercation with the school principal. Violent? Uh, maybe maybe I maybe I editorialized a little bit there. I'm sorry, a verbal confrontation. No, verbal. But it said it made like students uncomfortable. Of course it would. Of course, soft ass kids. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so the, the the whole thing is. This guy who got the trespassing thing against him, his son and a couple other kids went into New Hampshire for a basketball team tryout. Mm-hmm. But check this out. You're, so according to the rules at the time, you're allowed to go five miles into New Hampshire with no quarantining, but they went like 12 miles in. What's 13, the, yeah. Th- 30, what's the difference? Oh, come on. Uh, right? Ooh, Especially when there's mostly stupid. trees anyway, for God's sake. Who came up with that stupid rule? I don't know. So. Five miles. So what, do they draw a line? <laughs> like there's a yellow line all the way around? Oh, yeah. It's dumb. So they come back, and first of all, like, I don't know why he told anyone, you know? if you're, if you're, Yeah. So I guess he was being up and up about it, and so his son quarantined and was unable to take the SAT. So he was pissed off. Oh. And he went out into the... Just, do people not have common sense anymore? Because it's no. stupid. Five miles, 13 miles. What's the difference? Well, yeah, why well, don't you say anybody who goes into New Hampshire has got to get quarantined? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. You should anyways, before the COVID hit. I mean, I'm a, I'm a stickler for details, but that's really ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So he's all pissed off, and I guess they're going to have another meeting about, I don't know, just... I just love these like small. T- I like love how this makes the paper like these. It's just like it's just like three middle-aged white guys just pissed off at each other. This, this, <laughs> yeah, this is you know who knows. This can't be settled, right? Of course, you're not. gonna hold that the rest of your life. Yeah, you're, you're, you're all three of you gonna live there, work there, and still hate 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think the no trespass thing made it worse. Yeah. You know, just... You didn't need to do that. It hey. must have been a, a, a slow news day or something. <laughs> but they had to fill something Did in. Did he come on the property or something to... Well, he's part of the school board. Oh, that's right. They got the verbal uh, confrontation. Like, yeah, he came yeah, on the yeah, property yeah, yeah, and, you know. They, yeah, I'm sorry. They went at it. Um, let's see what else is going on. Do, do, do. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me see if I can see anything. Random oh. noise. Oh, uh, how about a small town principal? We just talked about that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... How about that one? Whoa. <laughs> I thought it said beer. No. You're cut off. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Brandon noise ordinance. I guess there are, people are shooting guns in Brandon and... They're, what? They're having to You're calm kidding. that down. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's not down the main street. I don't know. It's I always thought of Brandon as being pretty chill, but I guess it's got a bit of a rough side to it. Oh, yeah. And Brandon is one of the prettiest little towns in this state. It is now. It is now. I mean, what do you mean now? Well, when well, I first moved here, it was seemed like it was always under construction, but now all that's oh, yeah, yeah. Before, oh, that? before that, it was beautiful, and now it's... I We I don't think... Have we been through there since? No. Construction's no, done? It's really nice. It was the flood, uh, Irene, yeah, Irene, the tropical mm. storm. Beautiful little town. Destroyed the town. The, yeah. ta- the yeah. flood. That's the one I told you about, that it actually moved an old historic building off its foundations and plopped it in the middle of the street. Yeah, apparently they had, they're having problems with uh, gunfire, revving engines, and fireworks. <laughs> well, it's getting a little wild west down there. <laughs> it is, apparently. Next thing you know, we'll be riding horses as shit on the plane. <laughs> well, well, wait, but now they have a traffic light, which oh. breaks my heart. Where? Uh, in Brandon, remember? I mean, you need oh, yeah, something to shoot Now they have one light, which... Hey, I mean, it, a town with no more than one light, still a town. <laughs> I guess you're right. You got mm-hmm. You just got that intersection, you got to... Somebody has to be in control. Um, are you familiar with the Suicide Six ski I've area? I've heard of it. I have no idea. Oh, I yet. see it on bumpers all the time. I skied Suicide Six. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a dangerous area? Yeah. Well, it's it's a very difficult mm. uh, skiing terrain. This is a town I have never heard of. No? South Pomfret. I heard of Broncos? And Broncos is even with a capital B. You are thinking the different Bronco. These so, are Ford Broncos. These are oh, cars. I... These are cars. DMX. <laughs> DMX. No. I kept. Rapper. <laughs> yeah. Broncos. I don't know. It's going to be like New Jersey where they still have rodeos. So what they're doing is they're like, uh, I guess in the off season, they're taking their little ski resort and they're turning it into like an off-road driving course. For rich people to drive Ford Broncos, like, so they can kidding? feel like they're rugged or something? Like, they can feel like they're in a car commercial? This is like going to one of those ranches that are, you know, fenced in, mm-hmm. and somebody says, okay, there's that animal over there, go shoot it. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and you're he's such changed. a great hunter. He's right. changed right. the tree. The one chain to the tree, that's the one you're supposed to shoot. <laughs> And I guess they already have something like this at the Equinox Golf Resort in Manchester for mm-hmm. Land Rovers. Oh, yeah. So. Hey, I, I get it. Make money all year. Destroy the land. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, it's snow's only going to cover it, and that's all they really you know, Woodstock Inn and Suicide 6. So it's, the, so it's near Woodstock. Yeah. I've never heard of that town. Pomfret? Yeah, Pomfret. It's one of those towns that looks like the letters are scrambled. Yeah, it's... It looks like a town with only two buildings. <laughs> Pomfret is like you'd order an appetizer <laughs> in a French restaurant, you know, something. That's, I've never heard of it. I thought it was something you put in your hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll skip ahead a little bit. Um, 
So apparently a a really famous bartender passed away last weekend. I saw this. And you got to be quite the bartender to get like a pretty long feature story mm-hmm. in the seven days. So apparently she was really well-beloved. Monique Ford went by Mo. I didn't really have any encounters with her, but... And where, what bar? Pearl oh, Street? Where's three that? Three Needs. Oh. But she worked all over the city for the last million years. She's, not million years, but she's... She's, she's uh, very young. She's 43 oh, when she passed. Yep. 23? So, 43. Oh, 43. She worked there since the 2005. Three Needs. Wow. That used to be the Polynesian restaurant. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, yeah she cool. passed away kind of unexpectedly, but yeah, quite the tribute to her. And have, have they published how she died yet? No, it last says I saw it was here. unknown. No. It's unknown, hard yeah. to know. Oh, she had. Oh, I okay. Never mind. She had a big heart and it exploded. That's <laughs> yeah, too bad. I mean, you know, yeah. I was a bartender for fifteen years. So when I saw this, I thought about you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I because this person's so well beloved. Mm-hmm. She must have had regulars. I assume you. Also had your crew of. People I have that came uh, in. I have many people who still tell me I was the best bartender they ever saw. So, oh, I could see that. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was your specialty? What was your? Before Tom Cruise was doing his shit, we were doing that stuff. Oh, you were doing bottles and stuff, oh. dancing on the bar with with fruit hats on to uh, "I Go to Rio" by Pablo Cruz, you know, <laughs> stuff like and run naked through the run bar, run naked through the bar, something. Oh, yeah. Used to streak. No, but I I was very entertaining. <laughs> I was I was smart and I was good. I was very fast. And all this happened before we had cell phone cameras. That's right. Damn it. You would love me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've never had, like, a bartender that I would go and, like, sit down regularly and, like, you know, shoot the breeze with. I never... I worked in that. all sorts of different kinds of bars, too. I worked in nightclubs. I worked in restaurants. I worked in local places. So, you know, they're all different. You bartend differently in each one. Really? Yeah. You got to know your audience. Like yeah, you real... got to know your audience. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to know your audience, so... So, um, for the locals... It's obviously Easy. different than the tours. People came in to see me, just me. You know, they say, hey, came by to mm-hmm. see you, whatever. Nightclub's mm-hmm. a little different. They did They did come to see us, though. It was a place called the Midnight Sun. We worked. They People would wait. In fact, they would wait till 2 o'clock. They in, the, would, in the afternoon or the morning? Morning. Okay. Or, or, because okay. that's when yeah. we did our dance down the bar. Uh-huh. Until I, I go to Rio. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, the big dance line, conga line would be, because it was last call. It wouldn't be 2 mm-hmm. o'clock. It would be like 20 till or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is on top of the bar? Well, I'd be dancing on the top. Me and Jimmy O'Shea. Wasn't he kind of big? Yes. He was a hockey player. But anyway. That's a strong bar then. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I would, it was like, I I can't describe it, but I would jump from one side of the, from one to the other. Oh, it's just crazy. (laughs) Craziness. Matt is reliving his bartender days. I wish I could have seen it. But I made good money. I yeah, bet. where is it? No, no, that's not on the <laughs> You always talk about that. <laughs> oh, and then know. it's like, oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah? Oh, well. Yeah, it's up your nose. That's where yeah, it but, is. <laughs> but no, it was <laughs> Yes, it is. But, you know, somebody like this, this is an incredible story. It's a local person. Yeah, it's a shame that um, she passed. But, you know, I mean, like, how many politicians are going to get a story like this, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like Bernie-length story. Bernie... Howard Dean, uh, what's uh, the woman, the key, Madeline Coonan? She's she's still alive. Right? I think so. Yeah, yeah but when they pass, they'll get something like equivalent yeah. to this woman. So yeah, yeah. good for her. Yeah. You know, she. 
Um, okay, let's. Are you guys ready for the scumbag map? Oh, always. All right, so scumbag map is our super scientific study of the worst people in Vermont. We're trying to figure out where they all live. Uh, it's Bennington and Barrie, apparently. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll do this all year. So the first two stories, they kind of seem like almost the exact same thing. <laughs> it's like, there's for some reason, there's women up north scamming the elderly. This, how? How this do has got to happen it? all the time. Through like Social Security or something, or what? How do they? I mean, what's her? Uh... Some of them are they're taking care of them. Yeah, I'm. You know. Oh yeah. You're like either nurse or whatever. Or Here we go. Yeah. Uh, and taking money from, from, from her wallet. wallet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of it's geez. like that straight up. Some of it's like they're they're passing fake checks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this woman in she's Milton. 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 So she will. <laughs> I will add her to our map here. Am I saying Milton wrong? Is it Milton? Milton? No, it's Milton for us educated people, but for non astronauts, make it bold. People, the local people call it Milton. 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 Yeah. There ain't no T. Okay, I'm pretty sure Bobby Joe Hodgden is calling it Milton. I love this woman. She, she was arrested. June of uh, 2018 for selling Krispy Kreme donuts, Walmart gift certificates, Hannaford supermarket gift cards, and Dunkin' Donut gift cards to area residents claiming it was to support a fundraiser. She, she, I mean, she's a true uh, scumbag. She, she belongs on the map. Yeah, I mean, she. I mean, you might name it the Bobby Joe Hogden, ma- Hog, Hogden map because she's just, I mean, if you're stealing from like, People in their 80s, especially under the guise of helping them, you're just the worst person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just... Okay. And this next woman, more elderly fraud. Uh, so she was forging checks. And check this out. So each check that she forged mm-hmm. the, the could be a penalty up to 10 years in prison. Each one. Each check. So no, how many checks are there? Well, three at least. Oh, three. So so she could potentially go to prison for three. She's not going to, no. but isn't that ridiculous? One check, 10 years. So now she's got, what, 18 checks had been forged? Uh, oh, for four individuals, different people. Yeah, and she was rolling with a crew of people, this one. Um, but yeah, so she is, where is she from? St. Albans. Oh, Albans, oh. otherwise... My Man. navigation calls it St. Albans. Terrible. I hate these stories. About people take advantage of of the elderly? Yes. Yeah, it's the I mean you're the worst person. Yeah. Yeah. So those are two uh scumbag stories. What else we got? Springfield. Yeah, this one. I'm not sure if this is gonna load. I think the paywall is blocking me. Yep. But we've I've kind of adopted Springfield, Massachusetts as part of the scumbag map just because it's so scummy. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the guy was picked up for a domestic assault charge. Uh, I don't know if you can read the story, Matt. I'm, I guess I've been cut off from my weekly amount. The Massachusetts man was picked up for, for another domestic assault charge. Malcolm Marillo. God, he's, I'm not even going to go over his charge. He's got a bunch of charges. And if convicted, Marillo faces a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison. He's oh, the worst. Boy. Yep. He's the worst. He said uh, he said his affidavit, a domestic assault was reported on Austin Road. Prax said the victim's mother reported the victim was assaulted the night prior by Marillo. So 
happened one night, and they called the cops the next day, I guess. And then there's another choking, another domestic oh assault. God. A Northfield guy is accused of choking a woman. And again, I'm, I'm cut off from this, but Northfield making a strong showing here in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Seems like they... Uh, yeah, we've had three or four, ma- maybe, th- at least two or three stories. I maybe think. they heard that Barry was getting a lot of the shine, so they were like, hey, maybe we should, uh, uh, we should I can't get in get here. Story. That's all right. So there's not, there's not much we to it. We just yeah, he's Man uh, chokes woman. Man he chokes woman. Goes in jail. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, for a really dumb reason. That's how it yeah. always works. Mm-hmm. And then the, the kind of the saddest story of the week is this: what happened with these Rutland teens. This at, is a sad story. Yeah. And where did it happen? Rutland. Hotel, motel, quality in. Uh, <laughs> we just got to have the quality in scumbag, scumbag map. I mean, it is the worst hotel chain, apparently, because if anything bad is happening in any Vermont city, it's happening at the quality in. Uh, we got one on uh, Dorset Street. Is that Dorset? Yeah. I mean, is that the quality in? No, no, but the one. On across, Dorset. Uh, yeah, yeah, the one, the, oh, the that, local one. Is that one kind of shady? Ooh, if you if you read about any prostitution or uh, you know assaults assaults, that's where they mm. are in Burlington. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, this was just a. I mean, it seems like a pretty straightforward case of uh, teens had guns, which they probably shouldn't have. Probably didn't get a lot of training. Kid was handing yeah. a gun to his friend, went off, killed him. Kid turned himself in. Wow. He's got to. I say kids, they're 19, 18. 18, 19, yeah. Oh, man, that's got to be. If that was an accident, oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I need a verdict here. Does that go on the scumbag map, or is that just accidental? That's accidents. Kids, you know. What were they doing with a gun? Just, that's a good question. Just say, hey, look at my gun I got. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, right. look at this that's, gun over here. big. I mean, this is in Rutland City. Yeah. You know? Having a gun is big, I guess. Well, when you're 18 and... You know, you just—I mm. I don't know. I feel sorry for the kids. You know, yep. accidents happen. Yeah, I mean, half the fun of having a gun seems to be showing it off. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, why gorillas beat their chest? Hold on, real quick. We got to wrap up the scumbag map here, then we'll move on to uh, some okay. fun animal stuff. So, uh, yeah, state trooper in Vermont uh, is accused. <laughs> apparently, there's video of it of beating a man handcuffed. Okay. Mm. So there's a reason this guy's not a detective. <laughs> not very bright, is he? Apparently not. Um, so his attorney said, well, it all comes down to four seconds where, you know, my, my client was punching the guy. Yeah, the jury will decide. It's like, yeah, how many seconds of punching do you need? <laughs> you need one punch. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. I if think you're in handcuffs, enough. you don't get beat. Right. Not would, in this I country, would, you're not, unless you get the elevator ride. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This guy um, apparently not too bright. Uh, he wasn't alone. I mean, there's other you know troopers there, and they stopped this guy. And I'm guessing they're not coming forward with any information. Got to love that. Did you see that video of the uh, um, soldier who got stopped, and the two cops had their guns on him because he's he they told him to get out of the car and he wouldn't because he says why? What did I do? They were stopping. A, it was at a gas station. Oh, what? It, uh, yeah, it was, it, it's all over everything. Uh, yeah, the, the, it was a it was a soldier. He was in uniform, uniform, and he's pulled into a gas station. All of a sudden, there's cops holding gun, you know, you know, guns on him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Why? What did I do?" And he's holding his hands out, mm-hmm. 
And is he a black guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of okay. Course. Okay. I, 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 I kind of figured. I didn't know. I just wanted to make sure. I know. Like, I, I was yeah, thinking the same. I can't remember. Is it? I can't remember what state it's in. Virginia or someplace. Uh-huh. I think it's Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So he's holding his hand. I says, "Just tell me why I got. St- I'm getting stopped." Yeah. And the guy says, "You better get out of the car, or you're gonna ride the lightning." Whoa. Which means I'm gonna shoot you. Oh my God. They ended up, and and but what wait, my wait, wait, my is, point is. Is this guy in uniform? Yes, he had his, his his fatigues on. Wow. And you can see it though. The camera is on. Um. The boss of the two, yeah, the you know, because you always get a younger cop with an older cop. Uh-huh. So you can see the look he, on the the younger cop's face. He's looking, he's looking at him, looking. At, he looks like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we yeah. riding the lightning? I don't want to ride know, the lightning. You no, know, no, no, no. He's going. You know, this is wrong. You know, he he looked worried, and maybe I'm totally wrong, and maybe he was right in it. But that's the. But my point is, cops. If somebody higher than you does something, you're not going to say anything. Right. Yeah. Of course, because then you're you're gonna get ostracized from your crew. You right. don't want you don't want to step out of line. Right. Mm. Right. And the ones that do end up movies made out of like Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> the Serpico rule. All right, Glow. We're gonna get to some, some animal stuff. So before we get to the gorillas. Oh no. Not Fur Haven. They're having trouble finding a location for the Fur Haven dog park. Uh, and who's they? Oh, Fairhaven. People of Fairhaven. Are having a hard time for Fairhaven. That's cool. I love that. Um, Don't they have enough room? I mean, Fairhaven is not congested as far as I know. (laughs) That's a good point. A lot of people know. Not like Manhattan. (laughs) Well, I guess part of it is Act 250. Oh. They can't. They want to put it by the airport, but there's some wetlands down there that they can't, you know, maybe can't do that. Don't put a dog park in the wetlands. <laughs> That's what they did over there by the airport. Right. Kirby Lane, South Burlington. Mm. There used so to be a wet, dog park. It was right at the end of the runway. And it was like, and the only reason why they closed it, though, is because people, comp- get this, they're living right there at the end of the runway. They complained about the dogs barking. That, that's exactly the next problem with the story uh-huh. <laughs> is that they're going to put it in a residential area, but then the people are they're worried that people will be complaining, of and then, then the dog park becomes something people hate, not something that everyone loves. Right. Yep. <sighs> so well, I hope Fairhaven finds a home. Well, all I, all I want to say is that I don't think this would happen under the Colonel Colonel administration. No. I think if Colonel Colonel was in power, this would already be decided. Not an issue. Who's Colonel Colonel? Colonel Colonel was in the running for the mayor of Fairhaven. Right. But he lost a he close lost. election to Murphy, the dog. They run they run animals for... Oh. We talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> so Murphy, the dog, can't even get his own dog park in order. What a joke. <laughs> Colonel Colonel up at the crack of dawn getting things done. And now he's... Oh, come on. It's... Get they, it together, they voted for the wrong one. Yeah, you voted get, you, for the wrong dog. Yeah, you get you get what you uh, get what you get. You get what you. Uh, well, Colonel you, you Colonel wasn't bed. a dog. Right? Yeah, Colonel Colonel was a rooster. Rooster. Oh, you're Kenny. <laughs> no. Oh, that kind of reminds me of the neighbor over here, Colonel Cluck. Yeah. That's the name of his chicken. Hmm. I guess all chickens are in the military. I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so why gorillas beat their chest? Do you know why, Glow? Uh, n- uh, no. Do you have a guess? Um. Uh, oh, for uh, for um, 
uh, uh, sexual reasons for like uh, attracting, Be more specific. okay, <laughs> attracting, <laughs> attracting females. Exactly. And the bigger chest you have, the more hollow, and therefore. A bigger sound. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the females, though, why do they beat their chest? Why do they beat their chest? Yeah. Oh, they do too. Yeah. Oh no, they. Oh, they tune. They tune into the pattern of hands on chest when sizing up a male, while males are warned off picking a fight. Okay, that's I read it wrong. Yeah. So they and I, I forgot what it said, but they can, you can hear them a pretty far distance away. Uh, how loud these. Chest. So, uh, the chest beating performed by adult males, known as silverbacks, for their saddle of graying hair, can be heard over one kilometer away. Wow. Pretty far. What exactly is one kilometer? How many miles or one mile or what? How many? A little over a mile, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good distance. It's a good distance. Uh, well, these animals are beautiful. They are. Are they? Mm. Oh, I like them. You like the silverbacks? Good, good silverback? You yeah. like these pointy heads? Yeah. <laughs> I could have been one. I don't know. I don't... I don't trust them. <laughs> I feel like they're up to something. But... Like they rip your arm off? Yeah, definitely. charging you. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the next one? Next one, yeah. Not a lot of good animal stories this week, to be quite honest. Like there was a lot of Why pretty negative stuff. Hum? So I didn't really want to pull that up. Oh, come on. That's a ridiculous question. Of course, everybody knows why they hum. Why because they hum? Their, their, uh, f- wings are flapping so <laughs> fast. That, that's what it hums, is their very quick beating of the wings. Okay, that's how you say it, glow the the civilian. <laughs> this is how the scientists explain it. You ready? <laughs> okay. Let's hear from the scientists. The hummingbird's hum originates from the pressure difference between the top side and underside of the wings, which changes both in magnitude and orientation as the wings flap back and forth. These pressure differences over the wings are essential because they furnish the net aerodynamic force that enables the hummingbird to lift off and hover. Hmm. Just like a helicopter. Just like you said. Yeah. <laughs> just like you said. Just like you said. Um, so I, I guess what was interesting about this is they are – so they did this experiment to figure out, like, exactly how it works. So they put, like, a fake – like, a little, like, container with, like, sugar water or whatever hummingbirds mm-hmm. like. And Nectar. They, they would grab one. Put it in there, and the hummingbird just like go up there, like a, they said, "Oh, it's like a spa for the bird because they just have infinite nectar." They had all these cameras and microphones to figure out how it was working, and then they would take the hummingbird and like put it back in the, you know, hmm. the wild, and they want to mimic the hummingbird's like wing design for like drones. Whoa! So. Mm. Wow. Put a flamethrower <laughs> on that bad boy and just send it off into battle. <laughs> oh, good for the hummingbirds. Yeah, so they're thinking that they can use this to make drones quieter. So learning so. from nature. But wait a minute. But that's why the hummingbird hums. It's making noise. <coughs> but not as much noise as the current drone. I guess. Is that it? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess drones are it. noisy. They are. Yeah, you can always know. You you know when one's up above you. Good thing. <laughs> so maybe they shouldn't be trying to make them more quiet. Mm-hmm. You don't want these little, like, sneaky drones. No, you don't want to, especially as they get smaller and smaller. You could have a drone just hovering outside your bedroom window, just filming you. No, you don't <laughs> want that. Isn't it like science fiction where the flies are not really flies, they're like little itty-bitty Drones and cameras. 
I mean, some people believe that birds aren't real, that they were made by the government. Birds? Yeah. Every single one? Yeah. I mean, like, every species? There's you know cons- how many birds? Look, I, I'm not I telling mean, you I believe this. I'm just telling you there's a conspiracy theory that birds are not real. Like, uh, pelicans? Somebody actually created a pelican? What for? To steal fish? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. God almighty. I, I was thinking of the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah, pelicans. Who what make, the hell? Who would make this thing on around pelicans? I know. I, I mean, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of when we go to down to Anna Maria yeah, Island. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> anyway, the um, right, dumbest thing I saw on the internet this week. I need to get off the internet. You need to get off the internet, internet. Goodbye. Elon Musk, this goes in his villain column. Neural link. Yeah, he's becoming the big villain, isn't he? He Uh-oh. goes back and forth, right? Yeah, he's yeah, like, he kind of straddles you know, the line. Maybe he's going to give internet access to rural America, or maybe he's going to bring dinosaurs back. Hard to say. Well, <laughs> I'd like to see both. I mean, or either one. <laughs> Would you go to a dinosaur park? So that, that's what the story is. that If it, there were real dinosaurs? Well, they wouldn't be exactly like dinosaurs. They'd be alive, though. They'd be like they wouldn't be genetically authentic dinosaurs, but maybe fifteen years of breeding and engineering would help them create like what they call super exotic novel species. So, why exactly does he want to do this? I mean, what's the point? Just because it's a hobby? I think I don't know. I, I, I you know I couldn't get inside his head, but I think maybe his point would be because he could. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. yeah. He's a weird guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this might be something he wants to do, or maybe he thinks he can make money at it. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Obviously, that's the real reason. Yeah. Why, but why bring back dinosaurs? Like, why not bring we back? We don't need any dinosaurs. I the mean, dodo bird. Where's the dodo? Right? If we're going to have a bird that's created by the government, <laughs> why not be the dodo? Yeah. Or just make a bunch of pandas. I like pandas. Pandas are guys. We don't have enough pandas. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's lots of other options. N- next pet would be the panda, right? Yeah. You want to really impress me? Fix pugs because <laughs> those things are <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those poor things. It's a challenge to Elon Musk. Yeah, we saw, <laughs> Fix a, pugs. <laughs> we saw a Frenchie today. What do you mean a Frenchie? French bulldog. Oh, those are the like they're little, right? yeah, they're little and they're they have a sort of the pushed in face, too. Yeah, they're really cute, but yeah. again, it's the same thing. Do they have breathing problems? Yes, they do, and not only that, they can't swim. Why? <laughs> First of all, I don't know how you know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, because her mom. Uh-huh. You're pointing had, to a dog. Yes, I'm pointing to a dog. <laughs> Not some girl we have here. Okay. Um, her daughter used to have one, and if it jumps into the pool, because the nose is not designed correctly, mm-hmm. it can't lift its head enough to keep out of the water, so it'll drown. Okay. So if I'm being chased by a band of French bulldogs bulldogs. jump in the water. Exactly. Do they know they can't swim? Probably not. I don't know if they're very – I don't know if they're smart. I don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they're just the cutest little dogs, though. Mm -hmm. They are sweet. They look kind of tough also. They do, yeah. A little bulldog. bulldog. A little bulldog, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I approve. They're like the number three breed in the country now. No. Yeah, they're very up and coming. French bulldogs. I guess they not, must not be near the ocean or <laughs> lakes or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Only like... in the desert. <laughs> a 
she's a designer dog over there. Mm. All right, we can wrap this up. We got some national days. Today is National Cheese Fondue Day. Are you fond of fondue? When was the last time you ever had a cheese fondue? I'll tell you the one and only time I had cheese fondue. So I was living with three guys who I didn't know because it was college. It's my first semester at the University of Florida. And this guy is a pretty nice guy. <clears throat> I was the only one in the, in, the, in the apartment. And he knocks on my door. He's like, Adam, come out here. So I come out. And there's this giant thing of fondue sitting on the table. And he's like, uh, you need to eat this fondue with me. And I was like, okay. okay. He's also a pretty big guy. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he was nice, but also like he could flip the switch and he, I mean, he could make Your me face eat would be yeah. in the right. fondue if he said no. Very intimidating, you're saying? So like, he's, he's like, I have a big date tomorrow. She's coming over. This is my practice fondue. Wow. But, but like as we're doing it, like he created the entire date situation. So... He's like, you sit there. I'm gonna sit here. The like, the lights were dim. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, what are we doing, Dave? And he's like, he's like, no. he's like, don't think, get the wrong idea. We just, this is just a, this girl's important. This is a dry run. I just need to see how it all works That's out. That's cool. That's a great story. That is a great story. And how was the fondue? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. But why would you have cheese fondue to impress a girl? Because well, nobody else does yeah, it. Because yeah. you're 20 years old. And you don't know what you're doing. I'd rather have the <laughs> chocolate fondue. Oh no! It was that was the next part. Oh. We had the whole course. Oh, you have you yeah. started out with what cheese, cheese and, and then we had like cheese and bread, right? and then I think we had like maybe chicken or something. I can't really remember. I was kind of freaked out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. for, for, for part of this. But, <clears throat> but. <laughs> this big burly guy's looking down at you like a little morsel. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it ever worked out with the girl for him though. I hope it did. I hope so that's, too. That's, yeah. that's an initiative. Hmm. That's a really oh, cool yeah. story. I don't yeah. even think you could buy a fondue. Thing Nobody anymore. would do that today. No. no. <laughs> Nobody even knows what a fondue is. I mean, well, I barely could remember. It's just yeah. a hot pot of something, and you stick bread in it. Most isn't that usually? I don't think you it, do? no. This in this day and age, you're not. You don't make things that people stick. No. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. You're right. Nah, you don't yeah, want to spread. Dip is lost. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that buffets are open still. Yeah. Well. They uh, are. Well, maybe not in Vermont, probably, but not at the co-op. They still don't have theirs open, mm. do they? Mm. It's no, wrapped. No, they don't. Yeah, everything's they, wrapped. Everything's wrapped, mm -hmm. like sandwiches. Ooh, National Eight Track Tape Day. <gasps> All right. Um, you still have some? Or no, I maybe? never had any. I, you never did. I never did. No, what, I never had. A, I never had any musical. Listening device, <laughs> really? Yes. But wait a minute, you have all those cassette tapes. Oh, oh, until I was older. Okay. But oh, when wow. I was a kid, when eight tracks were around, no. Well, did you have eight tracks? Nah, I didn't have any music. What? I was gonna ask you guys, what's like the eight track tape that you wore out? But I guess not. Well, I tell you, my buddy Ricky Boyd and my uh -huh. brother Pete and I, mm -hmm. the one we wore out was uh, uh, Deep Purple. Smoke on the, on the water, water, that kind of stuff, you know. I imagine the car doors open and smoke comes out of the car. <laughs> like, like a Cheech and Chong yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we actually, on the way to school every day. That's I, what we play. I still, I still have the same image. My buddy, no, we, I didn't smoke pot uh -huh. when I was in school, but my buddy Ricky was driving and he would act like he was playing the organ with his right hand. You know, <laughs> Very scary. But yeah, that's the only one. Oh, no, Jethro Tull, uh, Aqualung, was a big one, too. That is a good album. That is a great album. Mm -hmm. That's like back-to-back -back bangers on they that never, They never came up with anything close to that after that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Thick as a Brick is not, but 
Aqualon is a great album. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's definitely my favorite rock flutist. Yeah, flautist, flautist. Ian flautist. Anderson. Ian Anderson. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. Yeah. All right, uh, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is National Grilled Cheese Day. So, oh, wait a minute. We what? skipped one on today. <clears throat> oh, National Pet oh, Day. National Pet Day. Yeah. So, how could you miss that? I missed it. I'm sorry. I jumped oh, this ahead. That's okay. I I don't have any pets. You know, I wish I, I did, do. but the rules were rules. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There's why a dog is in here right now. <laughs> well, that's not your pet. No, I consider her my guest. <laughs> okay. She's paying her rent. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is this, that, this all, is an Airbnb for a dog. Yeah, okay, that's what I'll say. If, if, I, if I get busted, like, I don't consider this cat a pet. It's an equal. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Well, you know me. I do. I know. I know you do. <laughs> right, uh, you guys, you guys want to get out of here? Uh, yeah. Uh, anything, anything else you want to? No. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Stick around for my interview with Harrison Shang. He is the front man for the Couch Sleepers. Uh, before the interview, you're going to hear their song, All the Best Intentions. Uh, This is music for Late Nights, and then after the interview, uh, I'll wrap up the show with There's Track All I Want. Out 
say the the driving force behind couch sleepers uh i think i think it's it's sort of accurate i don't want to downplay their role at all but uh, certainly the songs are written by me and Mm -hmm. most of what you hear in the recordings is me so you are the are you the primary or the only singer songwriter yeah so our i'm the only uh songwriter in the band for couch sleepers actually everybody in the band is a songwriter in their own right um, but yeah, it's, it's often confusing. Um, I think because couch sleeper sort of operates as a benevolent dictatorship rather than the more traditional band, uh, model where everybody's contributing songs and contributing parts. This is much more of, a sort of a personal project that sounds like a band and has band members. Um, but in that, in that sense, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> It seems to have such a singular focus as far as um, sound and kind of creative output. And there's such a focus on, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, sleep is a huge theme. But then yeah. also <laughs> um, love in a way that maybe is more like devotion. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah, certainly it's not like the conventional healthy relationship that you uh, often find in a couch sleeper song. No, it, it often seems like either I'm maybe maybe even broadly like I'm I'm awake. Why is the world not awake? Or I'm still here. Why are you not here? Hmm. Interesting. I like that take. That's not one I've heard before, but I uh, I think it's a compelling way to describe our music. Yeah. Well, well, how would you describe it? I mean, feel free to correct me. I'm just a sure schmuck. Um. I'm also just a schmuck. Uh, yeah, our music. I, th- I think there is there's partly uh, an emphasis on relationships because that's a very salient part of of human interaction, and especially in songwriting, you can form an immediate connection by just using you and me. Um, it allows you to speak directly to the listener, and I think that that's really compelling. Um, I mean, it's also the case that like a lot of the moments where I've learned about myself have been in relationships and uh, I think there there's a bit of a ruminative tendency uh, both in me as a person and also in uh, my songwriting and so that often leads me back to these moments where 
uh, I could have done better or I wish I'd done better. And in that sense, you end up with a very sort of uh, romantic lens through which to interact with the world. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it, it feels to some degree accurate to how I interact with everything. So, Would you say a lot of it is looking backward? There is a, a consistent theme in our music recently about, yeah, about looking backward. Um, this, I think there's even a lyric. I don't know if it's in a song that's come out yet, but uh, yeah, yeah, I wish for the past or like, um, uh, I'm always looking backward. Those are, those are lines that have come up a lot in songwriting. Um, and to some degree, it's looking backward to talk about them now because I feel like very much I'm in a forward-looking part of my life now. But when I wrote the songs, yeah, I think there, I was in a, a place where I was spending more time uh, going over things that had already happened rather than what was happening. Okay, because I would, yeah, that, that kind of leads me to like my next question, and just this is maybe a little bit broad, but I know you're well, maybe you are not anymore, but you were a PhD student at the University of Vermont. Yeah, luckily I still and am. <laughs> Okay, if I cross the line into personal information you don't want to reveal, again, we can cut it out. No, 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 let's do it. Um, so, okay, so you're studying neuroscience, and it, it's, I don't know what, how to express this, but when I listen to the songs and then I see your LinkedIn page, I'm like, huh, <laughs> this is an interesting, uh, it's an interesting mix of the same person. Interesting. Uh, first of all, it's terrifying that you've seen my LinkedIn page. Uh, I don't think that I've updated that in however many years. You know, <laughs> I've been in grad school for four years now. I haven't ever looked for a job. Um, it's uh, for a long time I was interested in keeping those parts of my life separate, or maybe I thought that I needed to, that they were like uh, too jarring of a combination and that I wanted it to just be like, Oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the music guy. And that's how the people who heard my music would know me. Um, more and more, I'm starting to see those as part of the same endeavor. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it, to a large degree, it feels like they're both this, this is so, uh, this is so self-indulgent of a phrasing, but like they're both, they're both looking for truth. Right. Um, do it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Science, science is looking for, for truth and understanding in the objective sense. And then music and art in general is a more subjective, personal exploration of, of what feels true. And so there's, there's that thread that links them. But it's also the case that it, it's all about converting chaos into order and uh, standing at the, at the precipice of the unknown and trying to find, <laughs> find a way forward. Um, yeah, just inward and outward facing. Which one came first? The the pursuit of truth through science or the pursuit of, you know, maybe more self, you know, introspective truth through music? Uh, probably the latter. Um, I started playing music in, in middle school, I want to say. And that, so art and music were, were always the things that guided me. Like I wanted to be an author or I wanted to be an illustrator. Um, and then I found music and I wanted to be a musician and I was in, in college at Middlebury college, uh, here in Vermont and I was a music major and I was sort of like, I feel, uh, frightened <laughs> of going down this path. Um, it, it's scary to actually lean into doing, uh, something a little bit less conventional and I am not so brave. It seems, 
um, my brother actually is a musician. He, he has like successfully gone on and that's like what he does for a living. And so many of my friends have sort of, uh, leaned into that. They, they've said, you know what, this is actually what I really love and this is what I want to do. And I'm just going to do that thing. I was a little bit more frightened. Um, and by, by way of just, of just sheer chance, I, I found my way into a neuroscience lab. Um, I think I was taking science classes just with the notion that that was like a, a quote unquote practical career, um, which it is not, by the way, <laughs> it, 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 the, the like avenues to money making in science are, uh, not immediately apparent. Um, but yeah. And so I found myself in a neuroscience lab with a very charismatic and intelligent professor, uh, Mike Dash at Middlebury. And I, I really fell in love with, with science and the scientific process. And, uh, I, th I think it's like the closest thing we have to Promethean fire. So I'm happy to be a part of the process. Sure. You, so when I'm talking to you now, you seem like a very, um, and I don't want to make this sound like it's a negative thing. I thought this is a super compliment. <laughs> so don't think of the wrong way. You seem like a very measured, like together guy. I appreciate like, you that. You seem like you, you seem like you got it all. I mean, you know, we just talked about your balancing these two worlds. How, so if, if high school Harrison hopped in on this Zoom, what would we immediately notice about that guy that's different? Oh, he would probably be annoying and arrogant. Um, yeah, high school Harrison. I, th I think that I was a lot less certain about the world and my place in the world at that time. I don't know that I was really like, like fully uh, matured to the level that is standard for, <laughs> for a high schooler. Like, I don't think that I had my own opinions really. I, um, yeah, I, I think, I think I was like still very much trying to figure out who I was and what I was interested in and like, hadn't even considered what the world looked like. And, um, Going, going to college and being on my own for the first time was a huge uh, step towards becoming a, a mature, grown-up human being for me. And also meeting people who were already clearly down that path. They had things they cared about. They had things that they believed in. Um, yeah, maybe in high school I was still like trying to figure out just, I, I don't know. But I, I certainly feel a lot more self-assured now. I feel like I have opinions and things that I believe in. I feel like I have um, convictions, whether for, for good or bad about how things should be done and how things should be undertaken, um, in songwriting in all sorts of things. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been a long time since high school. It's been almost 10 years or it has been 10 years. I know. Of course, but that's no, when hasn't. you started to, <laughs> well, right. It hasn't. I think your characterization of, uh, your high school self being, arrogant in a way to mask uncertainty is very normal of a you know high school experience yeah and i also like the way you i like the, i like your take on you know going to university and realizing how do all these people have it how do all these people have the answers yeah. i don't have the answers <laughs> that's how i felt for sure i'm glad to hear that that's something that's uh, mirrored across other people's experiences <laughs> i think i think everyone is faking it for sure. So what is your, what is your process for uh, music writing and has it changed during the pandemic? Uh, probably the major change is that it hasn't been happening recently, which is kind of scary. Um, and, mm -hmm. and this happens. I think that, that for a lot of songwriters, there tend to be drier periods. Um, 
And I'm in one right now. Uh, you just try to have have faith in the fact that those songs will come again. Um, it, it's difficult to write songs during a pandemic because in a lot of ways, uh, you know, interaction, human interaction, and like the dynamic uh, nature of everyday life is a little bit abbreviated. And um, at least I think that I've drawn a lot of inspiration and thought from talking to people who are interesting and having interesting interactions with people in the past. So I wonder if that's it, that I'm just not gathering as many resources as I usually am. Um, it's also the case, that as, we, as we talked about, I'm in grad school. Um, the last several months were spent on my dissertation proposal. And so I was pretty, uh, was pretty single-mindedly focused on my neuroscience career at that time. Um, so hopefully things will open up. There are still songs. There are plenty of songs, but that's been the major change. Um, yeah, traditionally when I write songs, it's, uh, usually at an inconvenient time. So very late at night or like, you know, sort of on the precipice of sleep when something will strike me. Um, that's, that's like the kernel, you know, the seed, uh, the seed crystal, I guess. And I, I'll have that idea, and usually it's it's a lyric that's accompanied by a melody, and it's something that I've been mulling over, probably um, a musical idea or a lyrical idea or just a thematic idea that I've been mulling over um, and ruminating on, and then it'll come to me, and from there it's it's a matter of uh, letting that take the path that it wants to, and sort of just getting in front of a piano or behind a guitar, and exploring that space and trying not to put too much of my own ideas about what I think that song wants to be onto it. Just sort of like um, letting the words come naturally and letting the melodies come naturally. Uh, in my early days, I spent a lot of time trying to like, oh, I wanted to write a song about this high concept idea that would like portray my philosophy about this thing. And it was absolutely terrible. And I never wrote good songs. Um, What's an, what's an example of that? Do you have anything where you're like, I'm going to write a song about, <laughs> I, I don't know, capitalism or something? Or Yeah, um, never never tried to tackle capitalism. I don't know. I think I had like, uh, there, there was a time when I was like really preoccupied with ideology, like just the notion of ideology and um, mm -hmm. of like buying into a thought system, uh, which mm -hmm. which is like, I think something that we do all the time, right? Like we are, we are all of us just looking for something that makes sense of, of a chaotic world. And mm -hmm. um, typically we'll buy into the nearest thing. So like for me, I bought into science. Like that's, that's the thing that makes sense of the world for me. Um, other people might find religion or feminism or whatever, you know, uh, or the Republican party there are all sorts of different ways of looking at the world and like shaping your thoughts around those things. And I was, uh, at the time, I think being confronted by a lot of that. And, uh, and I, I found it, it sort of turned me off. And so it shook me because as I said, I didn't have opinions or convictions or beliefs. I didn't have anything <laughs> of my own, but I was, I was observing, um, the other people did in a way that sometimes I didn't think was, was actually good. And so I was thinking a lot about ideology and trying to figure out what it meant 
to form a belief system and to have beliefs responsibly. And I think I had some extended metaphor about this thing. Um, and it was terrible. Obviously, it was terrible. I've talked way too long about it already. I, I, I want to say release the tapes, man. We want to hear it. Put them out. I mean, if it's bad, just maybe on your deathbed, you can release the tapes. Yeah. Or the songbooks. I'd like to maintain the illusion of having only written good songs, hopefully. Maybe that's already shattered, but... <laughs> No, no, no. I, I think you're. Uh, I think you've got a pretty good record. Um, so, okay, so you've never prescribed to the idea that you know, like the Stephen King idea, where you know, I'm a writer. I sit down, I write for eight hours. That's my job. So you don't set aside time every night to like, for these next two hours, I'm gonna write a song. <laughs> you just kind of wait for it to strike you. I wish that I did. Um, and this is something. I, I, that's a trait that I observe in the people I think who are, who are going to be truly successful, who can make a living off music. Uh, so again, for instance, to point to my brother who does make his living off music. Um, you know, it's, it's, he treats it like a job and he, he writes to publish, not to finish. And um, because of that, he's also so much better at what he does than, than most people are because he forces himself to sit down and to fail at a song or to succeed and he takes those lessons on with him and he's, you know, he can sit down and make two songs a day. Uh, it takes me months and months to finish one song, you know? And so if you get better with every song you write, that's a big difference. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that I, there's like to a large degree, maybe that I, I wear too many hats. And part of that's because I think I have like, you know, a really uh, nice, generalist head shape and so I can wear a lot of hats but in the process uh, you never get really good at wearing one hat so we'll see it's it's been something I've been thinking about more and more that was a metaphor by the way I don't I actually don't own any hats but um, yeah the the idea of like pursuing many things to some degree versus pursuing one thing and like really doing it is something that's been at the forefront of my mind recently and uh, yeah I'm, I'm I've been thinking about trying to structure my time more so that I can spend a consistent amount of time working on my illustration skills or a consistent amount of time reading scientific papers or uh, studying chess. I've been really into chess lately and just trying to like pare back the, uh, the random spurious interests and focus in on the things that I really care about, which are doing music, doing science and making art and hanging out with, with cool people, I suppose. Right. I'm, I'm guessing your uh, dissertation advisor is screaming, don't, don't expand your interest until you're finished. Like you only have whatever it is. I don't know how many more years you have left to go, but like you're, hopefully you're near the end of that. So you can yeah. wrap that up. I agree. Um, yeah. I'm sure I give Margaret plenty to, uh, to, to hem and haw over. <laughs> is, is she a fan of the music? Is she aware of the music? She's certainly aware of it. I don't know if Margaret, so my advisor is Dr. Margaret Vizard at the University of Vermont. Um, she is an absolutely brilliant scientist and also like just such a tremendous mentor. I would not be standing here as a graduate student were it not for Margaret. So I want to put that out there into the world. Um, so supportive, such an understanding advisor and like ready to go to bat for her students, which is for those of you not in the know, the, those are all really rare qualities. Um, 
And I, I know she's heard our music. I, she came to a show at some point, um, but I don't know like if she's actively engaged with it. Not really the target demographic, I suppose. <laughs> I, I understand. I probably think I'm not either. So I, uh, I, I can maybe relate to her a little bit. So that might be a good segue into the Vermont music scene in general. So hmm. what is it like? Okay, so let me just lay the, the situation for me. I'm 40. I've been in Burlington for five years. I don't think I've been downtown after 11 p.m. more than hmm. a handful of times in my life. It's just because there's, why would I? I'm married, you know, just. Yeah. Uh, so what what is, what is the scene like? Um, is it? It must be small. No, you just tell me. I'm not going to start answering the question for you. <laughs> I'd be curious what the perception is like. Um, I can't really say that I have a better idea of it. Um, it's for sure. And there are a lot of different kinds of music here. There are a lot of really talented people here, probably more than uh, you'd expect based on the size of Burlington. And it, it tends to be really supportive. Um I think like everybody, everybody knows everybody else and everybody's friends and they all come out to support one another. Um, so it's, it's really great in that regard. Um, and a lot of this probably has to do with the fact that Burlington is sort of the, uh, the nexus point between Montreal and New York and Boston for a lot of bigger acts that come through. So the music scene has been fostered partly because there's this, uh, there are all these different venues where you can play and that nurture that uh that side of the scene so it, it's great here would be my answer i suppose i also don't spend too much time down on church street after 11 p.m though so <laughs> well where do you mostly play what's your how do you get your music out uh well we've played i think i mean i think we've played pretty much every venue in town we haven't played the hive i'd like to play the hive at some point but um we also i mean we're a touring band we've toward up and down the East coast. And, uh, there have been ideas of sometimes touring in other countries. We were once going to play a show in Austria, um, that was waylaid by two cases of norovirus <laughs> on the plane, which was terrible. Um, but yeah, so, so we not only play in Vermont, but we play in a lot of the surrounding States up and down the coast. And, uh, we've sort of the scene, extends. And that's one of the amazing things is you start to realize that this group of people that you know in Boston or this group of people that you know in North Carolina or this group of people that you know in New York City, they all know each other. And it it is strange sometimes how small that network can be. What was the, um, the impetus of the Austria show? That seems like a rather random country. It was pretty random. Um, we have, uh, I have a family friend or set of family friends um, who I think their family has a hotel out there. And so that was the, the notion was like to go stay there for new year's play a show. Um, but yeah. And instead we, we got terribly sick on the plane and they pulled me at Reykjavik airport and sent me home. <laughs> oh my God. That's, it's a, uh, it's not, that's not how you want your trip to go. It was a very expensive so, trip to the bathroom. Yeah. That sounds awful. So are you plugged into like, like a hip hop act locally? I mean, how, I mean, are you, is it just musicians generally have a good connection or is it sort of segmented? Yeah, I think, um, so sort of both, um, 
definitely like a lot of it. I think a lot of it is that like people who make music know people who make music. Um, and mm-hmm. there are like distinct scenes. Um, I'm certain there's like a bluegrass bluegrass scene, excuse me, that mm-hmm. I know nothing about. Um, although I've seen some of the people around and I'm sure I know some of the major players, but I don't, I couldn't tell you the bands offhand. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, there's this this rapper Bodie, who's it? Um, he's from Burlington. I think he lives in New York now. But he was really good friends with um, this band I was playing with, Fever Dolls, who are also now in New York. Um, and they made like alt country, pop, folk, whatever music, like this sort of really eclectic mix of music. Um, and they they were friends and they just were friends. I guess the the mutual connection there was maybe Kale Cooper, uh, Bodie's brother, who was a videographer. But you know, it's that sort of thing. Um, whether you're making hip hop or you're making sad folk music, you talk to videographers and to photographers, and you go to shows and talk to the same booking agents, and you all just start to know each other. So, how how about you? As far as uh, do you have any other creative endeavors plan like do you have like a speed metal album in you or do you have like a really aggressive breakup album where you know it's just it's it's not so sweet and melancholy it's more like <laughs> you might argue i've already hey. written those <laughs> yeah. say what you might argue that i've already written those <laughs> all right well then. um so any any or, or like a children's book you know it doesn't have to be music you know any other creative endeavors that you're, you've been kicking around? Yeah, there are, um, there are lots of notions of, of things that I'd like to do. This is, this goes back to trying not to wear too many hats. Um, so I do a lot of illustration work. I love to draw. My mom is an illustrator and a toy designer. She also wears a lot of hats. Um, but you know, I kind of grew up with a crayon in my hand and I would really like to start telling not really graphic novels, but like sort of uh, stories that are told through illustration. Um, That's been an Mm -hmm. idea that's been sitting in the back of my mind. And actually there was for a long time, the idea of doing something with the band around that. Uh, We have this project monsters that we're in the midst of putting out. And I was in touch with a bunch of friends of mine who are writers, like really tremendous uh, writers of prose. And the idea was, well, if I can collect a bunch of stories and illustrate them and we can put together um, so like stories that were sort of adjacent to the, um, the project and the themes in the project that I could illustrate that and sort of collect this anthology of short fiction. Um, but didn't end up happening too busy. Uh, still something I would really like to do though. And I have a bunch of my own, you start accumulating ideas that don't translate well into songs. And uh, maybe mm-hmm. they're better rendered as a set of visual images, um, you know, as a as a short film or as prose. If it's more uh, more psychological, it has a narrower psychological lens. That seems like something that goes well into writing. Um, and so I've been trying to wade through what the appropriate way of expressing some of those ideas is. Um, so yeah, there there are notions on the horizon, and then also notions of doing some more. Um, more work with science and science communication because I, I think that science kind of has a PR problem and uh, I'd like to help if I can. What do you, what do you mean by that? 
Um, we live in a country that's still arguing over whether climate change is happening or an issue. And I think that there is... Okay, well, so I'm, I'm just guessing that you believe it's happening, and I also believe it's happening. Yes. So we can just sort of... Okay. So yeah, we, we both, like we both believe in climate change. Okay, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, maybe, maybe uh, an assumption on just by virtue of being in Burlington. <laughs> but yeah, I think climate change is happening. And regardless of whether you believe it's uh, human in its origin, it's probably going to be a problem either way. So it's something that we should address. And uh, yeah, I, I think that a lot of this stems from the fact that people are skeptical of science, um, the anti-vaccination movement, this uh, the climate change issues. Uh, there are all sorts of places where scientific thinking is unclear. And part of this has to do with the way that science is reported in the media. You know, um, you hear about a, a new cure for cancer every other week, and yet we still have cancer. Um, but another part of that is just that uh, I think the scientific literacy waterline could be higher in the world in general, um, and especially here. And, and part of that is because science Scientists have not always done, and this is not all scientists, um, but many scientists have not always done a good job of making their work accessible. Um, there's a lot of jargon. There are a lot of polysyllabic words. There are a lot of ideas that if you don't have the requisite background and information are totally uh, intractable to the average person. And I think that gives the notion that science is something that's not understandable or that is like not necessarily um, reliable. And both of those are, are notions that I reject outright. Um, I think that like anybody can understand science. Anybody can do what I do. And what all that needs to be done is that it needs to be stated in plain English or made accessible to people. And I think that the world would benefit greatly from learning about science or learning about like Bayes theorem and how that can influence our thinking, uh, just all sorts of things in the realm of science and its methods and what gets uncovered. I'm now rambling, I suppose, but, uh, that have a lot of, a lot to say about how we live our lives and how we form beliefs and how to be a good person too. So, um, I think that's an important thing to address. I would, I would agree with that. And I would say that the anti-science side already has that down like it's it's easy to dumb down the anti-side you know what i mean like they they can there's nothing to convey it's just eh, yeah nothing's going on don't worry about it. yeah yeah that typically you can always just deny the problem outright right so here we are um yeah i'm so just i mean is there anything else you want to plug before we wrap this up uh, we mentioned your brother. Do you want to shout out what he's up to? We can add oh, yeah. a link to any of his projects. Yeah. Uh, so big shout out to my brother, who uh, Conrad Chong, who produces music under the name uh, Public Library Commute. He is a producer. He's worked with a lot of artists uh, that I'm certain you've heard on the radio. And he also makes his own music, which is absolutely fantastic. He just put out uh, his latest EP, A Thousand Summers, which is so good. It's amazing. And uh, I'd also like to shout out my sister, Emily May, M-A-E, um, Emily May Music. She's a songwriter. She writes uh, very, like, um, musical theater-inspired songs. And, uh, yeah, she's tremendous, too. And you can hear her music um, also on Spotify. 
So listen to my siblings and please listen to me also. <laughs> you look so happy when you're talking about your siblings. There, There's a real joy in your eyes. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the absolute best. Um, yeah, and they're my best friends. Awesome. Well, uh, Harrison, thank you for your time. I have to wrap this up. I have to get dinner ready and then go pick up my wife from work. So, <laughs> you know, life, life bumps into this. But again, really appreciate your time. Uh, the music is awesome. Keep it up. Uh, don't be, you know, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the children's book or the Ted talk on why science is not scary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be looking forward to check that out. Maybe a kid's book about why science isn't scary. Cool. Well, thank you so much for Sounds reaching good. out, Adam, and for having me on the podcast. Uh, this is great. Thanks so much. Yeah, really appreciate it. Take care. Walking after sundown, casting through the lamplight. Your hair was tangled with the shadow. My hands were shaking from the cold. Far away beside me, thinking we were alright. Your smile, the private satisfaction. Missed the quiet glance I stole Baby, that is all you in